Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich. As always, I'm John Morgan. It's getting faster and faster every week. How you doing? I'm good. We've had, well, two weeks now. It's been a lot of wrestling. It's been two weeks since we went to Wembley. <laughs> it was quite fun, wasn't it? I guess we should explain at this point. The reason we don't have a live from Wembley show is, firstly, I, I, my house is currently in a state of repair, hmm. building, construction. That's what I'm looking You're for. You're having, a, as our American listeners say, a home renovation. There you go, a renovation. Uh, and so my audio recorder is in storage somewhere, and I have no idea where the fuck it was. So I just really tried to find it, but we didn't get to record, unfortunately, at Wembley itself or on the way or anything. But here we are in the lovely- I think we probably had a nicer day because of it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Do you want to talk about some of it? Like, talk I mean, about our memories to the lovely listeners? Or? Wembley was incredible. I yeah. think quite a lot of our listeners would have been at the 81,035, the highest paid gate to watch oh. the last ever match of CM Punk. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, not much has happened in the last two weeks. No. <laughs> to, to go out after threatening, making your boss feel like his life was in danger and going out and yeah. have that banger with Samoa Joe. Not bad, yeah. I wonder now when he threw him through the announce table, it was like, don't you dare take away my Wembley moment, you piece of shit. Yeah, fucking it's F. amazing now Joe's in the title picture. Mm. Although that's the subplot, isn't it, for Roddy? Yeah, yeah. Like that that whole thing is immensely fun right now. It does I'm make me think, enjoying. though, a little bit. He's booked really good at this moment. Yeah. It wasn't before Wembley, but post Wembley, it's been great. Well, now we've got these two back to back shows out of the way. Yeah, Very sure. nice. Yeah, I mean, those two gigantic shows. It's like, I'll just get him out of the way. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Exactly. Now we've got a Wrestle Dream coming sure, up. Yeah. But like Wembley wise, nice people. Mm. Other than the people sat behind us. <laughs> I was going to say, because yes, let's talk about our time at Wembley, but really I think the negative side of it is the funniest side for a podcast. You know how I know I'm old now? Mm. When this guy well, sat behind us. Ish, because I'm only really like a little bit younger than you. So, well, I'm very old. <laughs> I feel old. So, when I got home, because that guy, not because of the singing, because I think the singing is good. So, our seats at Wembley yeah, were brilliant. Yeah. Better than people who paid more money than what we had. I completely and, agree. And you know what I found interesting? Looking around social media of all the people I know from the wrestling side of things or people I know who like wrestling. Yeah. All of them had worse seats than us. So one funny story about this. Do you remember the guy I went and said hello to, Adam Whitney? You, t- oh, you told me about this, about the boom and the... Yeah, yeah, it's worse than that. No. So he was... We were opposite the ramp on the first bank for yeah. people that we were like 40 rows back. Right under the cover. So had it rained, would have been yeah. really nice. Absolutely perfect. We can see right down the aisle. We're dead center on the ring. We can see the whole ring. We see the whole stage. We couldn't see Chris Jericho singing. Oh, what a shame. But we could hear him and that's all that matters. <laughs> And you couldn't really see like the top of the stadium. So you can see like Pyro at the very top. But apart from that, you can see everything. There's great seats. Yeah. So Adam uh, Whitney was down on the bottom right of us. He was like seven, eight rows up. Yeah. And you'd think there would be banging ideal. seats. Yeah. But the giant jib boom crane thing that was on that side, which let's be face it, they didn't utilize that much on the broadcast either. Not entirely sure it was necessary to fuck off an entire <laughs> section of your audience. <laughs> but it is what it is. Um, yeah, that was literally across the ring for them. So I don't know the entire story because he told it to me while I was at work trying to do work. And I was just like, come on, mate, finish the story. <laughs> I've got stuff to do. But like, you know, I love the pieces. <laughs> Lovely bloke. Um, they, he went and basically wandered around Wembley trying to find free seats oh. because their seats were so bad. Uh, and the Wembley people put them on the floor 
at the back in the corner. And he was like, fuck this. I didn't pay however much money to not see anything. And so they essentially, with negotiations with staff and all this stuff, ended up jumping seats throughout the entire show. He missed like the first four or five matches. Really? Just trying to find somewhere for them to sit. Like he had a really horrific time. Like I think he's actually complained to them. Oh, really? Oh, sugar. Because it was that bad. Really? But like, yeah, thank God we were like higher up and that we didn't have that issue. Yeah. Because it was pretty bad from his perspective, it seems. So yeah. only got to do it again next year. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, so we're saying so the fans behind us. So to start with, we got there yeah. very early. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very excited because initially we thought we had a space empty next to us. Where I was going to like put my dinner on until we realised it would have cost a kidney and a bank loan to Na- get some tea, which you dubbed nacho chair. Nacho chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I was like, That's perfect. And then next to you was. Uh, a, a father and son duo I had a small child next to me so loads of leg room it was great <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. and then mm. our friends from St Helens arrived well there's a step before that which you're missing because you went to go get a drink have a pee yeah. whatever it was and then tons of fun four five hundred pounds worth of human turned up in front of <gasps> oh, you oh yes because yes. you weren't there the heel of the show yeah red shirt heel yeah. of the show but not red um, shoes red shirt red shirt it was like three rows in front of me and i'm like please don't sit in front of me please don't sit in front of me please don't sit in front of me because he was gigantic i was very happy of who sat in front of us oh yeah fucking a we'll get that but like, <laughs> crew cut by the way we are doing a episode of raw today i'm just going to clarify yeah 4th of august is. 1997 brett Sean michaels but, but like Wembley. almost nothing happens on it so we're just going to talk about Wembley and then we'll address it at the end. So yeah. <laughs> Back to it, right? Love it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. There's a race war. Sean cuts a heel promo. That's pretty much the whole episode. Armour Johnson now wears black pants. <laughs> exactly. And gets beat up. <laughs> oh, Baracus promo. Uh, there is a Baracus promo <laughs> there as well, which I translated into faux English, <laughs> to be quite funny. Yes. Well, not translated. Uh, we'll get to it. Um, Anyway, so four hundred four. I mean, he's at least four hundred pounds, right? He is Yoko weight. Yeah, yeah like massive uh, crew cart. Like every cliche under the book you'd imagine. He would be. Uh, he's a soft soul. If oh, they talk yes. about him at the pub, he's yes. a he's a nightmare to be around. But he's a soft soul. Yeah, he sure. looks after his wife by beating her regularly. It seems so because they turn up and he's got like I would I think it's fair to say my wife probably five to ten years older than him at least. I would suggest. I wonder if it was his mum. <laughs> I, I wondered after this. But as they walked in, he was kind of scooting along, trying to get people up. People had to clear out the aisle to get him to get. In, yeah. you know? He was um, already having a domestic. <laughs> And so as he got to his seat, he's like going, oh, fucking this and fucking that and whatever. And like he stands up, they swap seats and he smashes the chairs in front of him with his palm. And it's just like screaming. People are turning around and being like, what the fuck is going on? Like, thankfully, he calmed down a little bit. Well, 14 pints will do that to you. I think we counted. It was literally 14 <laughs> fucking pints. And like, he would, they would be getting up every two seconds to go piss or go get Well, if you drink 14 pints, what do you expect? Fucking hot dogs or he was vaping the entire fucking show. <laughs> so you've got like a smoke screen in front of you. Like, just sit the fuck down and shop. <laughs> I can't wait to yeah. drop 600 pounds to do hospitality next time. Oh, we're getting a box next time. Yeah, definitely. Like, if you want to get in with us and we're all going to buy a box together, like a corporate box yep. we'll make a company uh, wrestle talk what's it gonna rest up that's my other company <laughs> travel lodge live travel lodge live will be purchasing a box at wembley in preparation for all out all in next year so there we go i have money set aside genuinely to get a box 
I'm, I'm down. So yeah. if you'd like to join us in a corporate box, mm. uh, just message us on <laughs> on on X. <laughs> I forgot what it was called. At World of Rest Pod. Sure. Those first four rows with the cordoned off barriers are quite tempting as well. I think I might be willing to drop like a thousand pounds to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, yeah, we'll, we'll get there next time. But uh, what other people did we get surrounded by as the event went on? <laughs> so we had a old world discussion that we found that there were two different types of wrestling fan who were female. And one of the the optimum types- I didn't think you were going to go down the street. <laughs> well, no. Yes, we did. Because what was really nice, genuinely, mm. considering like the last time I went to watch a wrestling show would have been WWE at the O2, which was essentially a sausage fest. Yeah, sure. Wembley, I'd say, was actually like 25% female 75 percent male which is a really really good thing from an AEW standpoint yeah great thing for the business and it's more accessible even though tk can't book a women's division yeah. i enjoyed seeing some of the ladies walk around with roh titles uh-huh. but also athena was on the show so don't worry about her also the lady in the crowd but um, the porcelain was on the show remember oh of don't forget yes. that tweet of course of course <laughs> crikey sure but i have to say sort of i think our I'm going to move on. <laughs> but behind us. The panic in your eyes was beautiful. Behind There's two types of female wrestling fans, ladies and gentlemen. Fat, ugly ones and hot goth ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it. I don't care. <laughs> Love a hot goth one that's out. Yeah, goes for men as well. Let's be totally honest. But like, it's yeah. true. Yeah, genuinely. Sure. There, there, were, there were no mid-range. So we were very fortunate with who sat in front of us. Because <laughs> it we wasn't were, a fat, ugly girl. We were, however, unfortunate for those who were sat behind us. Oh, yeah. So it was it was quite nice up until, like, you know, the first match kicked off and people started sitting behind us. Yeah. And the thing I noticed, well, they found out our new friends from St. Helens who were sat behind us. Oh, yeah. Realized that as we were slightly undercover, under the, the, uh, the, the second tier of t- seating, mm-hmm. they realized above them that there was metal framework and then every time they felt the need just to smash the shit out of it. So yeah. much so that when I got home for the first time since going watching Soulfly and wear, then wearing earplugs at gigs, I was like, fuck me, my ears are ringing. Bit of tinnitus. And that's not because people, because obviously the singer was loud, but it was that banging yeah. and you felt it through your spine. He was doing it from first match. So this is how I think the sequence of events went because we had a couple from St. Helens just to our right behind us. Yep. Then we had the Scousers just to our left yeah. behind us. Immediately, I hear that <laughs> of Scousers. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, they're not going to stop talking. And they didn't. No, they didn't. But thankfully, they were quite funny. Like, yeah, they, yeah, they were excessive. But compared to the St. Helens lot, well, yeah. they were pleasurable. <laughs> Agreed. You know? Agreed, yeah. And so what I think happened is it's the Scouse guy that discovered he could do it first. and made this horrifically loud bang, bang, bang. But he would do it at appropriate moments. Yeah big pops the end of the match you know beginnings of chance like fine like i wish you wouldn't do that sam punk hulking up yeah exactly yeah but the st helens guy fucking loved it would not fucking stop doing it every time he said anything he would go oh this young bucks more like twat bucks whatever his mistress would go <laughs> david you're so funny and everyone else would be sitting there going could you shut the fuck up just shut the fuck up 
to quote an old banging on that cradle of filth t-shirt it's not jesus it's david is a cunt oh david is a massive cunt yeah whatever his actual name we'll call him david for now so we had we thought with the heel of the show was big red fat guy big big man bertha (laughs) fay sure who's just screaming at randoms 20 seats away because he's 14 pints in he was kind of tolerable at times. When I realised that his partner or mum was not in genuine danger. <laughs> partner or mum was <laughs> Yeah, go on. Was not in danger, yeah. then it was all right. Mm. And in fairness, I think they're going to get home and she's going to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Probably, yeah. You embarrassed me at Wembley in front of 81,035 of my friends. Beat the shit out of Big Bertha. I hope I never have to see them ever again in my life. But I'd like to find out what happened, for sure. Oh, I really <laughs> hope. If, you, if you're listening and you meet this criteria. <laughs> the, the lad behind us when we were singing Seek and Destroy. Ah, Metallica is shit. Yeah, that was kind of funny, but inappropriate. I was annoying. like, sorry. I wrote, I wrote the guest list for this wonderful event of my life and you were not invited. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? It's like you've got a party and someone sticks head through the window going, I don't like your tipple that much. Yeah, exactly. What are you fucking doing here? But also, he realised that we didn't give a fuck what he was talking about so we stopped talking to us yeah fine like i don't care they were hammered as well yeah they'd had many points before they turned up you can kind of tell which is why we buy the box next time yeah fucking a but genuinely pacing of the card yeah well hang on just to finish this thing so my favorite bit of the whole show (laughs) was cm punk samoa joe He's massively behind, I think it was Punk, right? Yeah. And he's just constantly shitting. Every time anyone chants for Joe, he screams at them. He's making unfunny jokes. His missus is laughing at everything he says. The most frustrating human beings in the fucking world. And he's banging on this fucking thing every two seconds. And some guy forces down from us, just goes, I'm not being funny, mate, but that's really fucking annoying. <laughs> and I will never forget his response was like, all right, you enjoy it your way. I'll enjoy it mine. And I'm like, what an antisocial cunt. <laughs> Someone's made the effort. They've got so annoyed by you. They've said something. It's not something we do in our society. No. We're British. We shut the fuck up and we get on with it, you know? Although in fairness, um, when I went to see Pearl Jam, this was about like 15 years ago, yeah. there was a couple of kids in front of us who were just smoking and my friend suffered from asthma and he was not having a nice time. Pearl Jam was his favorite band. And mm. I went down and went, can you stop doing that? And the chap <laughs> went to me and went, fuck off. And I was like, oh. Sorry. And then I was like, okay. I was like, right, well, I'm going to go and get a drink. And as I stood up, I punted him as hard as I physically could in the back of the head. Nice. And then, and then he threw a pint at me, missed, hit a big lad who was sat behind me, who then climbed oh, over two seats of chairs and kicked the shit out of him. <laughs> and, and then I walked away and then uh, security cards are running. And I was like, little lad started it. <laughs> big lad got to keep in his seat little lad got ejected as a former smoker smoker's rights <laughs> Smo- smoker's rights when it's a smoker's haven but yeah, in- sure. you can't smoke indoors that's against the law you're a lawbreaker oh was it post yeah oh okay that's, yeah. yeah that's pretty shit yeah and you know and it's at the o2 which is always a shit venue anyway yeah it's one of those weird ones in that it depends where you are yeah i quite like it i mean the o2 so it's never great you just don't like it at all Maybe it's just as the bands I've seen there have not been ever very any good. Go on. Well, have you seen? <laughs> Pearl Jam. <laughs> not my favourite. No. Am I long? I'm alive. And then another Pretty hour of noise. <laughs> um, pumpkins there, but, you know, pumpkins were great till, you know, Zeitgeist. And even Zeitgeist a bit iffy. Like I say, which year? Because O2 was only 2000. Yeah. The best Smash Pumpkin show was 2003. Three, yeah. although it was Shepherd's Bush Empire. Ooh, and nice. 
small for punk And they didn't have an opening band. So me and my friend John walked oh. in there, stood at the front going, ah, it's good. And then 7.30 started and it's like, oh, not me. It's uh, Billy Pumpkin. <laughs> Did he play for like four hours or something? Or Three hour it? set. Jeez. Finished with Muzzle as the encore. No with Melancholy. Way. I was like, this is the best show ever. Dope. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, really good. <laughs> but yeah, O2. I'm, I saw Maiden and Trivium at the O2. And that was nice. I was with my dad. So that was good. Sure. I um, just saw Maiden. Yeah, I love Maiden. They played the whole... Maiden of, have never um, played a bad show I've ever watched them. Seventh Son for Seventh Son. Yeah. And so they start with that massive intro and it's like straight off yeah. and I was in the heavens on the side nice so it's one of those things of like you're level with the pyro yeah and so that was pretty cool man yeah, yeah like it's not my favorite way to see a band or whatever but like I do like a seat nowadays yeah I can't do standing at shows yeah it's uh, same thing was why I can't we probably can't do floor seats because everyone yeah. just stood up for the whole bloody show at I'm all five in. six dude yeah one person stands up in front of me I can't see shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let alone 14 rows you know? time to stand on the chair yeah fucking hell yeah sure. but like show itself paced brilliantly great fun from from kickoff well sorry from zero hour all the way through start to finish beautifully paced we got to see sting actually wrestle yeah we got to see swerve not lose a coffin match because of a baseball bat and hands could do it his hair hanging out should not be but you know swerve mate he's their next big heel star i wonder if they'll build him yes okay cool so they've got to put him over hangman right yeah. This can't be Hangman's redemption story. No. no. No, 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 no. This should be Hangman going deep, again, falling off the wagon, but this time going all the way off the wagon. Yeah. Because let Swerve start and let Swerve finish it eventually. Yeah. You know, yeah. And like his comments are like, big fat contract, just in tag matches. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Oh, big fat contract. Eh, fat shame. <laughs> sure. It's great. And I just love the fact. It's good heel material. And really just having Nana come out. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, when the and the swerve, when the I like this one he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. But yeah, the whole show, really good. Great matches. Yeah. Shame we had the Knight family there, but makes sense for the, the, for the nostalgia pop. She had the union flag on her tits. I'm fine. <laughs> Television X Freeview outfit, as I think I messaged you afterwards. Yeah. And I also said at the time I didn't appreciate that <laughs> Bowens, you've just lecturer her badge. Yeah, what are you doing? Did, yeah, sure. Random one. But it's okay because he likes boys, so it's okay for him to leg drop a lady's party zone. Mm, is that how that works? Let's move on. It's fine. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Sure. But like for me, like as an old WCW mark, Sting. seeing Sting coming out to the actual Metallica version. But would it not like, been better oh. had it been the WCW? Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. For me, it's a big WCW mark, of course. Yeah. But like that moment and the fact they played, I think they overdid the Queen a little bit. Yeah. You know, with the Bucks coming out of the Queen and overdid the white gear as well. Yeah. You mentioned this to me at the time. It was like every single person came out in their Lucha Whites because it's like the biggest show of the year, obviously. Yeah. So yeah, I think there was space for, you know, a bit more maybe creativity with some of that stuff rather than doing the cliche Queen thing. But like that's minor gripes compared to how amazing the show was. And how much fun we had! Like it was so well put together. It was really got out of Wembley really quickly, yeah. which I think is my favourite part of the show. Yeah, absolutely. Burn our faces on our Costa wraps on the way home. We did. They were, that coffee still probably burning a hole inside you yeah, now. Absolutely, yeah. Still, still sticking air, burning away. <laughs> but no, it was great. And genuinely, I think we should go next year. Oh, hundred percent. I don't think it would have. I think. I don't think it'd be as special going next year. Not as special because it's not the first or whatever. But hopefully we better booked it or feel yeah. more special. Great supply of merch. 
Yeah. I enjoyed seeing uh, your I'm work team. colleagues uh, donning football shirts of the All In oh, afterwards. Ollie's 70 quid football shirt, whatever it was. Yeah, sure. He got mocked relentlessly for it. <laughs> like, guys, come on. He's, he's made millions doing this. Yeah. Like, I think he could afford a football shirt from the, the biggest show of like history. <laughs> he whatever, 70 right? quid on a zip up hoodie. Yeah, exactly. so I could have gone to Primark and spent eight pounds on, but I was there and I sure. bought it. I'm wearing my, what I thought yeah. was a really cool t shirt until I saw the back. It's like, oh, it says, <laughs> I was there in massive letters. You're like, oh. But it's fine because if you're, if you're sat in a chair or driving a car, no one knows. Yeah, sure. And you were there. This is coincidence I wore this, by the way. It's the only clean t-shirt I had. So. No, <laughs> it's all good. But yeah, definitely go. But I, I'm very much with you because you said as we were leaving Wembley, like, you know, on the lead up to this, I was like, I'm really going to get back into this. We're going to go and buy Rev Pro tickets. We're going to go and buy tickets, go and do all the indies. And then we realized fans. Yeah. Seriously, that experience of the first four or five matches made me never want to go to a wrestling show yeah. again. I will go to Wembley, obviously, but I'm not going to Rev Pro. Also, their fucking stream quality is so fucking bad. I will not make a huge point about it, but like, we got I don't want to support so close that fucking company to, be to going for a whole show until we got into which match was it where it came out? I think it was. Um, I'm not sure what you're referencing. Oh, Jericho and Osprey. Mm-hmm. we'd gone four hours into wrestling until one person did this and then they all fight forever you uh, can't you've ruined it it was only brief and not everyone joined in so i was quite proud of our crowd for being like fuck that done and also <laughs> no one during the county like one two three yeah, to count sure. people i'm so happy that's dead because that's, that's something a progress gave us and i fucking hate them for it yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. um no uh marty scale references on two sweet yeah, that so really that's good. good. Well. We killed that no, off. like one fall, one fall. Yeah. I did that once, I think, at the beginning. Yeah. So I'm returning to you and being like, because hey, you really hate it. Fucking hate it. But like, yeah, the crowd. technically, if it's replicated, it's two falls. <laughs> sure. <laughs> right over my head. Explain that to me. One fall, then one fall, one plus one, two. Oh, because the crowd are saying one fall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, can they do that, Joey? Can they decide how many falls a match is? No. I'm not sure I follow this logic. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm very proud of our crowd in general. When you think about the 90 plus thousand that probably ended up being, the way they were involved with the show, they cheered the bits that need to be cheered, they booed the bits that need to be booed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I loved um, Clash at the Castle, but it was very much, we're just here to make songs all night yeah. chant. That London crowd felt like they were there for what was happening in the ring the whole time. Yeah. And I think that's a lot to do with the fact it wasn't just, here's a really cool technical bout. Here's two dudes just chopping each other for 90 minutes. You know what I mean? It was everything had a big story, big moments, big, I don't know, production value, whatever it was. Like talking to neighbor Bill about it, who watched the whole thing. Because it was on ITV4 for free to air TV. So unlucky if you bought it on fight. (laughs) (laughs) Like I did. (laughs) (laughs) But you've got a subscription though, don't you? Uh, no, you have to buy pay views. Oh, pay views are cheaper if you have the because you got the credits as well, don't yeah, you? So sure. you get a free one. It's like seven quid for fight, and then it's fourteen ninety nine rather than ninety nine uh, nine to buy the show. See, that's that that I always use my credits to uh, buy Triple Mania. <laughs> nice, cool. I don't, I don't know if I've built up credits. Is that a thing? You get like two credits every month. And I think after a <laughs> oh, time you shit. buy a pay-per-view with them. You've got to be oh. careful because I think your credits expire. Okay. So use them or lose them. Well, there's plenty of triple manias to buy. <laughs> like 10 a year now. Including right? the most recent one where Psycho Clown got removed from the arena by paramedics. Oh, legitimately or just like? Uh, 
well, let's say legitimately because Kayfabe's not dead. Okay, good stuff. Although he hasn't been announced for any other show, so I don't know. <laughs> what was I saying? Not like Von Wagner. Huh? See what happened to Von Wagner on Tuesday night? No. They killed him off. Really? Bron Breaker killed Von Wagner on NXT. I heard discussion about They cut the camera to Controversial NXT line in yeah. the office. And I was just like, I don't care. And Is then Shawn Michaels said like, I've had to fire Bron Breaker because, you know, for the last two years I've been producing these shows on this network. I've been involved in wrestling for 30 years. Never have I felt, you know. Never has anyone killed someone. No, well, they have. Never have I felt so unsafe in the workplace, so I've had to fire Bron Breaker. And if they don't do that story and fucking take, make fun of Tony Khan, I'll be very disappointed. Amazing. Wow. Oh, I didn't know but, that um, at all. Yeah. Beautiful show. Good crowd. Mm. Even the dickheads behind us. Looking back at it, I'll, you know, obviously I'm a grumpy old guy. So yeah. obviously I'm going to complain about it and we'll pay money to get a box next year and not have as good as seats. Yeah, sure. I was immensely impressed with Wembley in general. Yeah. Security, great. Food, drinks, easy, accessible, free water. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Really, really impressed with that. Um, I was also incredibly impressed with AEW's production value in general. Really good. Like it felt special. Watching it back as well. Yeah. I, I appreciate the magnitude sitting there. But even like with the pyro and just like the, the aerial shots of the stadium afterwards, it's yeah. like, oh, well done, Drankam. Yeah, absolutely. Great well. job. Yeah, sure. Vanguard one. <laughs> Matt Hardy's only involvement in the show. Did you watch Payback and All Out? I haven't watched all of Payback. It's busy. Uh, oh. I watched most of All Out. Um, yeah. I, I Payback's need to watch- one of those shows where it's just like, I just had it on. You know, I was kind of tired yeah. anyway. And I was just like, ah, oh, I know it's my job to watch it. Fine. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed the build-up to Payback with Rhea Ripley um, putting a post on social media with her face on the chair and said, oh, who's going to be sitting in my face tonight? And I thought, I love you so much. Rhea Ripley, uh, Payback specifically. Goddamn. <laughs> like, yeah. And, 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 and on top of that, absolutely obliterated Kevin Owens through the, the yeah. one time I thought the barricade spot was really good. Like, it's more than just a sexual attraction. It's... She's fucking incredible. Yeah. Like, oh my God. She's so fucking good. Considering from what she was as, like, faux Charlotte Flair when she started. Sure. But yeah. Happy, shiny Australian girl to by far the best character on the show every single week. Yeah. And great person to carry the company while Roman's not there. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Shame, uh, you know, Jordan Devlin's knocking around. It's, I mean, Finn Balor's friend. I should probably be in the Judgment Day. Yeah, I've never been a fan of his, but I, I kind of get what they're doing, and I think there's space for a character and what they're doing there. But like, yeah, yeah, but he sits there in the Matt Riddle level of be careful what you Google on social media about him. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. I had a thing that I talked a lot about by my colleagues recently. Um, is Gunter the best wrestler ever? Ooh. No, it's Bret Hart. Okay. I mean, I I don't know anymore because I was thinking about it. And like, he's really, really good. <laughs> he is very, very good. But could he do it on a damn night, Tuesday night in Stoke? I oh, actually, he yes. probably has with yes. WXW. He didn't do it. <laughs> I mean, I think from, from where he was at Wembley Arena for Ooh. progress where he is now a man who is, was already at the top of his game from a European standpoint mm-hmm. who also basically went to Triple H and Vince at that time I'm not moving to America fuck you yeah. to then do the incredible transformation he's done with his physical body so he knows he can last longer as in longevity in the business yeah. I love the fact that they even when they split up and just put him with Ludwig Kaiser and Vinci came along and then Triple H went back and Vince has gone nope <laughs> yeah. he's fucked yeah, sure. um, I think 
the thing that made, has made Gunter very popular, and I'm not saying he's not up there with the best wrestlers ever, I think it's because his storylines have been, I will fight you for my belt and I'll beat you because I'm good. Yeah. I think the difference is to prove he can be the best. Our hound. Are you talking best pure wrestler? Just, just, just in the game. A wrestler. He's in Everything. the game for a good wrestler. He's not in the game for the best sports entertainer. Okay. Yet. I think he might be. He needs a, he needs to have main event storylines to carry it and be able to yeah. be allowed to translate his work into a main event match. And that's when, if he can do a Gunter match with Roman Reigns or a Gunter match with Brock... Pull the trigger. Pull the fucking trigger. Do it. But, so no, but then Cody can't finish the story. You leave Roman off TV for another month, right? Yep. He comes back. Huge babyface pop. Do do Gunther comes Jaws. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> and that's exactly the same. We're like, yeah. There you go. Do the rest. Yeah. So Gunther comes out, challenges him. Uh, Roman goes, yeah, I've got over leukemia. I can go over you because that's his gimmick, right? That's Shit. how we got over in the first place. Yep. And fucking, yeah, Gunther kills him in a second. No, because... <laughs> That'll have to well, basically that will have to be replace that with Cody, and he kills Cody after Mania Forty. I just have him keep the belt forever. Well, Roman keep but the like, belt forever. No, no, Gunter. Oh yeah, no. I, Gunther. I'd immediately have him change his name to Volta, but like, you know. no. But that's it because what they've done now, yeah. he's Gunter now. Yeah, sure. It's it's finally kind of settled in with me a little bit. Even though when I was talking to Ollie about this, I immediately went, so Volta might be the best wrestler ever, and he was like, oh Volta, you're so cool. I was like, oh. <laughs> But yeah, I think he's exceptional. He's the best worker they they have in today's wrestling, other than Rhea Ripley and Von Wagner, because you know, obviously Beverly's for life. Yeah, exactly. They're the top three. Yeah, change his fucking name, change his gear, but apart from that, yeah. But maybe that's why they've done it. Yeah, he comes back. Maybe they've killed it. Von Beverly. (laughs) Von Beverly. Yes. (laughs) But yeah, no, I I agree that Gunter's the best they've got right now in ring. The theme music as well. Sorry, I forgot that bit. But Karen, yes. Yeah, I mean the theme. The whole package yeah, of course. is yeah. there. I just need a, a compelling s- storyline for yeah. me to, to be... But if you can put on decent matches and make people care without having to have a storyline, yeah, I think the problem will happen with Gunther is when he becomes too popular and WWE go, he's a face now, we need to get sympathy for this absolute beast. He should never, ever turn face. Yeah, They need to do everything in their power to make sure he doesn't turn face. Let him beat up Rhea Ripley <laughs> to keep him a heel. Although Rhea would probably beat the shit out of him. Sure. Yeah, I just think I just think there's an argument for it. But uh, Did you watch All Out? I have watched All Out. It's really fun. Orange Cassidy. And he doesn't have a catchphrase. I yeah. like what they've done there. He's great. Man. He's now got a catchphrase. Sure. Um, way better than had any right to be, that show. Yeah, I mean, but they're the best shows. You put them together and you go, fuck, I've got a storyline on. I'll put these good wrestlers together to have a little wrestle. Okay. I'll put the Dark Order on because I'm, oh, fuck me. I've forgotten the Dark yeah. Order can work. They're really good wrestlers and really entertaining. Why would they be on TV regularly? That's oh, all right. We'll put them on Ring of Honor. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, Ring of Honor. Yeah, it's dead. Already. Chris Hero's a producer. Apparently so. I didn't realize this until mm-hmm. earlier. Yeah, yeah. So get him in the BCC. 
and have Kings Wrestling, please, against FTR. I would love to see it once before. I think we've he's, fucking I think he's got done, it. Yeah, we've yeah. got them now. It's right there. They're both in there. It's been there for like, I think, three, four months by this point. I think it's been around for a while. Before FTR, fuck off now. Their mate's gone. <laughs> Give us. <laughs> Let Kings of Wrestling retire FTR. You mean the other way around? No. Get them out of AEW because <laughs> they'll be going. Let the Kings put, beat them. <laughs> okay, I see where you're going. Yeah, sure. Because this is what we said before when um, Swiss went over to AEW. Yeah. Give me Kings of Wrestling versus FTR. That's money. Yeah, Better than the, the no fucking selling Young Bucks in front of 8,000 people. Oh, I've got 8,000 people. I'll just do this big punch. <sighs> Watching it back, uh, I actually agree with you as well on the Young Bucks stuff. Because we talked a little bit about it post-match and why the Young Bucks really didn't, didn't work. No, Something because about they, that stadium which didn't work and you turned to me and you explained. Yeah, because they don't overemphasize their moves. Yeah. All the things that whenever I was in sort of NWA or when I was training in SCPW, all the coaches said, you have to over-exaggerate your moves, especially because you don't know who's going to be watching you. You might not be doing some fucking leisure center. You might one day be doing, I think one person in, uh, in Hammerlock once said, one day you might be wrestling Wembley Stadium. Whoa, and, who do that? And everyone was like, oh, fuck that. But it was always a case of you overemphasize everything. And the Bucks, like with their strikes, it's like they're working PWG. And that's not a knock on PWG, but at PWG in the old you know, the old arena before they tore it down, of course, yeah. you could see everything from anywhere in that building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and I, we would have to watch the video screen. Whereas if you're watching Jericho and Osprey, everything you could watch in the ring and it, you saw everything. Huge. Yeah, without watching the screen. And now that's the thing we, I think we both said at the time, got to remind yourself, just because there's a big screen. Don't watch the big screen. You can watch that later. Yeah. Watch what's in the ring. Kevin to look, force ourselves to look yeah. down at the ring because you get tempted into it but, and, and it was a shame watching. for the Bucks because go on I think that I mean neither of them I, I don't think either of them are interested in wrestling anymore I think they're, that's what they're we, you said on the drive home as well too rich too comfortable to really give a shit necessarily yeah and then I've got new contracts legacy, and their problem has now been removed from the yeah, company I think their legacy does mean something to them but I'm not sure they're really actually that friendly with FTR like really you know well especially not with the punk thing, and yeah, yeah, divide sure. and conquer. There's a genuine bit of heat there. I think they're professional enough to be able to work. Well, they did. They, the, yeah, the match itself was passable. The, the last twenty percent was incredible. Yeah, because it felt humongous and the spots made sense and told the stories of previous matches. But the spots were huge. Yeah, and it was the eighty minutes, eighty minutes, the eighty percent <laughs> before, where everything FTR did felt impactful and important and stadium worthy. I think yeah. is the best way I can put it. And the young Bucks stuff didn't. Even the entrance, them coming out to the Queen bit, was awkward because the crowd were like, is this the Young Bucks? Yeah. It must be the Young Bucks, but we're so just like taking in what's happening. If you'd have just gone, huge pop. Yeah. And it didn't really happen. Like it happened eventually when they started everyone, and shit. But like, everyone's like Emi Sakamura fans and like they've stolen her gimmick. Sure. So everyone's shit. And, and, but that's that gimmick is, sucks, but like, you know. <laughs> but it's someone else's gimmick. Ah, uh, yeah, kind of, not really. I'm not sure she's established it enough in the US, especially. But, but as but, I, yeah, go on. The, the thing with the Young Bucks, it's the same thing that pisses me off when you see people walking around wearing Rolling Stones t-shirt or a Nirvana t-shirt. Mm. Name me some Rolling Stones songs. Name me some Nirvana songs. Sure. The Young Bucks came out to Queen. Now Mis- the other ones Misfits t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The amount of people in like pubs or whatever, like when I'm doing stuff, or like wearing Misfits t-shirts, be like, oh, like yeah, you're a big fan. It'd be like, uh, what? <laughs> but, but they misjudged it because they're like. Everyone knows Queen did Wembley yeah. back in the 80s or 90s whenever they did it. Sure. Oh, they And this is uh, Freddie Mercury stuff. It's only afterwards when I watched BTE and I was like, 
Oh, that's Freddie Mercury gear. Yeah. I get it now. Sure. And I consider myself, albeit out of touch of modern music now, I was like, I, because, you know, Seek and Destroy, I was like, this is fucking incredible. <laughs> sure. I think it's just one of those things where they misjudged what the crowd would think. Uh-huh. I think they misjudged, and while they are talented, I think they were out of their depth. Yeah. And I, I think I, FTR I, I, made sure they were out of their depth. I think as out well. of practice as well is fair to say. Not sure they've been doing much just two on two tag stuff with high stakes in yeah. place a lot. They've been doing the trios things. They've kind of been off TV. They had a couple of matches leading in, but really haven't been doing Young Bucks matches for quite a while. I think they're, just, they're probably bashed up because yeah, after spending, sure. I will work one show in Japan, then I'll wait four weeks and I'll work another show in Japan. Yeah. I'm now having to work every week or possibly twice a week. Sure. It's when you're seeing like Cutler being rolled out onto. ROH. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. But hopefully but with now. With the Young Bucks music, did you notice? Yeah. That? I was like, can you imagine you hear that music? You're like, oh! it's like Brandon Cutler, fucking hell. <laughs> okay. But at least he's got Cabana with him now, so that's fun. Sure. That was quite funny. Survival of the Fittest. Colt Cabana. It's been there. Come again? Well, Cabana came oh, in. in. They general. tried to get him fired. Sure. And, uh, and then someone started releasing rumors that the head of legal at AW was banging everyone. Really? I haven't seen this at all. Yeah, it came like with um, Chris Daniels even came out saying, oh, I don't normally get involved in this shit, but all the stuff you've been saying, everyone's been saying about the uh, AW like head of legal is ridiculous. You'd all be ashamed of yourself. This person should not be brought into wrestling. Right. Or because I think either Cornette or Russo went, oh, she's quite close to the Young Bucks, but not as close as to other wrestlers. You see the other end of her. <laughs> Sorry, fucking business as far as I'm concerned. But, but, yeah. but, but she isn't. She's just some woman who works in legal. All right. And because Tony can't, because obviously what's happened is head of legal has written, I've got him fired for cause. Right. And everyone's like, all the CM Punk fans like, ah, MAGA's fucking all the wrestlers because she's head of legal. And then obviously it got picked up and like, ah, the head of legal's banging all the wrestlers. God, even if she is, it's sorry, sorry, fucking choice. I don't give a shit. Yeah. It doesn't sound like she is from what you're saying. I mean, I don't know her. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I know I work in a legal team now, which is ridiculous. <laughs> but I can tell you, none of those lawyers are banging wrestlers that I'm aware of. Is your job more legal now? I now work in the legal team. I didn't know this. Which is? Did you tell me last time? Is this a thing? No, because to be fair, <laughs> I don't think the legal... I mean, I look around and go, ah, look at you, um, Oxford, Oxbridge educated. Look at you. Oh, you went to Eton, did you? I went to Pizza Hut and you also went to Cambridge. <laughs> Fantastic. A lot of educational backgrounds. <laughs> Oh, that's great. I'm going to use that next time. I did get a pizza. Yeah. yeah, that's fucking funny. Oh, but yeah, but so we've had that. We've had Punk being fired for cause. Yeah, sure. I think that's really good for wrestling because it now means Rumble season. It's going to get exciting again and, and your boss will be very excited that he might turn up. Yeah, I don't think it's ever going to happen. I think it will. Nah. They can't help themselves. I think he holds too much of a grudge. I think he's too much of a problem back And now the Endeavor, UFC, hybrid. Because yeah. he was so successful there. Hey, M- <laughs> Mickey Gall is an elite fighter <laughs> who spanked CM Punk. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And what was he like, Mike Johnson? I don't know. Not was, like from uh, Pro Wrestling Insider, but the uh, other like UFC fighter. It was like a one-on-four fighter, but he was a trained fighter, so obviously he beat the shit out of CM yeah. Punk. It's amazing what a bit of training can do. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, I can't fucking so talk. But like, you know. Punk's gone, but AW, yeah. like the booking of Dynamite last night was great. I really I enjoyed that. Delightful. I watched it before coming over. Yeah. I definitely didn't spend my entire day, work day watching wrestling. It technically is your job to do something watching wrestling, just sometimes probably watching the edits you do. Mm, yeah, I'm not sure my job is watching 
two hours worth of 97 raw and then another two hours wrong <laughs> you're researching <laughs> editing techniques don't you listen to this shit it's fine uh <laughs> shall we talk about raw 97 yeah right how long have we gone already Just 40 minutes 40 minutes okay right we'll smash through it it's fine do you want to know what's happening in wcw at this time uh do i <laughs> yeah go on our champs are hogan with the big gold belt the real world's champion with the US title, J-W-F-J-A-W-R-E-W-T. Fuck yeah. Fuck you, Grado. Tag champs, Outsiders, TV champ, Ultimo Dragon, Cruiser. The Wunderkind, nice. Alex Wright. He won the Cruiser belt? Yeah. I do not remember that at all. Um, 97, so it's just before I started watching WCW. This was the 100th episode of Nitro. Great. I bet so- it's fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> the first ever three-hour nitro oh no oh no indeed <laughs> so let me get my notes so our number wait, wait, one hang on hang on 98 is not three hours what no. was it i think it started three hours around this it time. always started before raw maybe it was go on carol yeah first ever three-hour edition with which will be main evented by hogan defending his belt against luger let me guess did this end in disqualification by any chance? I'll get there. And an NWO run in. I'll get there. Hour <laughs> one. Tanay Zabisco and Shivani on commentary. Fucking A. Nitro Girls! Hey! No Heenan. Not yet. That's only hour one. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, go on. Um, Kurt Henning versus Mortis with Vandenberg in his corner. Awful. Perfect Plex wins after three and a half minutes. Good. Uh, video package. Showing the transformation of Sting over the past year. And can J.J. Dillon deal with, get a deal to bring him back tonight on episode awesome. 100? It's exciting. <laughs> Spoilers, it doesn't happen. Malenko and Jarrett with Deborah against Hector and Cuntface Guerrero Jr. Um, started good, got worse, yeah. Yeah, not brilliant. Um, lasted for just under five minutes. Um, and Jeff Jarrett and Malenko had chemistry. Oh, oh how exciting. Uh, Gene Oakland with Raven. Uh, and they talk about Stevie Richards and this is when Stevie Richards keeps coming saying give me a contract give me a contract and Raymond yeah. going fuck off sure so I've got that uh, did you know you could take part in a nitro party send in your videos get your girls out <laughs> <laughs> girls the figurative or why not okay <laughs> the giant versus Joey Mags Lenny Lane and Scott Damore nice uh, the Giant wins after 1 minute 35 seconds. What a surprise. <laughs> um, and Randy then Savage comes out with Elizabeth and baits the Giant. Ooh, I'm going to fight you, Giant. Nice. <sighs> Luger has a highlight video of people in a torture rack going, I'm going to torture you. Cool. Public Enemy versus Danger Danger. Uh, high voltage. High voltage. Uh, Who are... No idea anymore. I can't remember who high voltage. Uh, uh, Rage and Chaos, who are in high voltage. I can't remember. Chaos with a K A O S, by the way. Chaos. Oh, fucking hell. Okay. Uh, Public Enemy win with a with a roll up after cool. five minutes. They would have done a cool dance. Hey. Speaking oh. of dancing, good timing. It's almost like you know what happened. Alex Wright comes out and dancing with Nitro Girls. Let's go. And uh, Chris Jericho gets angry about it. <laughs> And then, and, and then after this, Jericho get angry. Uh, it's Alex Wright defending his belt against Scotty Riggs. Scotty Riggs wins. Sorry, no, sorry. Wright wins with a dropkick. Number two! Our number two! Tanay, Shivani, Bobby Heenan. 
God. We start off with everyone's favorite uh, murder suicide killer versus X Pac. Sorry, six. Right. Uh, Jeff Jarrett attacks Benoit for the DQ. So Benoit wins by DQ after four minutes. I was going to say over under five minutes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Go on. Uh, then we have more Nitro Girls. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Booker T with Stevie Ray versus Vincent. Hang on. Book. Oh, so Booker T versus Vincent. Yeah, with Stevie Ray in his corner. Right. I thought you meant the Harlem Heat versus Vincent. Be like, oh, no. did they massacre him? <laughs> Ready for an interesting stat? Massacre's multiple people, isn't it? Anyway, sorry. We're currently on. in August 1997. This is the first time that Vincent slash Virgil has wrestled on Monday Night TV since 1994. <laughs> yeah, sounds right. So he's done well. Um, and he died in 49 seconds. Ah, uh, Wraith versus the Barbarian. Um, death penalty for the win for the barbarian happy days cool um, but that happened I know but then I got it wrong so so the barbarian lost okay and then he's getting a beat down by Vandenberg and um, Wraith but who comes to make the save hey Meng oh nice Meng comes out to make the save so you we're can working Wrath versus Scott Hall no Meng oh Meng and the Barbarian. Oh, I'm getting very confused. Go on. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Sorry. Just a joke on the podcast for like six years. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Go on. Carry on. <laughs> um, then there's a lot of... But comment- the joke is that they're the same. So when you say one, I don't know which one it is. <laughs> <laughs> Meng is Haku. Yeah. Hey, Meng. <laughs> Guess what? Nitro Girls. Yes. Then we have the match of the night. <laughs> Sorry. I'm still laughing about the Meng thing. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, carry on. Psychosis mm. versus Conan. Nice, that was fun. Uh, and Psychosis was a company. Well, by- Conan in '97, yeah, less good, but still. Yeah, and on. he hits a Psychosis sunrise after one minute forty-eight seconds. Do you want to say that? Do you want to say that again? Psychosis <laughs> 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 sunrise, yes. And the win for what? In one minute forty-eight seconds. One minute forty-eight. <laughs> Are you a minority? Do you wrestle for WCW? <laughs> Like wait hell. a minute you're not a woman you can't dance in this cage yeah, fuck it, eh? but don't worry if you thought that wasn't bad it was um again we're still keeping lucha yeah. glacier and ernest miller <laughs> versus silver king and damien random would you like to have an over under on how long this tag match god was? uh it's a tag match of realistically under two minutes three minutes 25 seconds oh pretty good um yeah. and it was a flying roundhouse from miller to damien that's right. Ernest Miller and Glacier beat Silver King yeah. Damien for sure. the win. Um, before we go into the third hour, Bischoff brings out J.J. Dillon, tells him that the giant, or tells him uh, to tell him to tell the giant if he lays a finger on him, the giant's going to go fucking mental. <laughs> I believe that's a quote. Brilliant. And, uh, and he's not going to sue Larry Zabisco. However, he's going to kick him right between the eyes. J.J. Dillon feels that Larry Zabisco heard him loud and clear and just laughs it off as we head to the back. Tony Schiavone finishes the segment by going, weird. Lovely. Brilliant. Thanks, Tony. We're at hour three. Oh, gosh, I forgot there was a third hour. I deliberately longed this for three hours to show how painful this episode was to watch. Yeah, sure. Because I watched this well, one. The podcast on. is only so long. <laughs> I mean, it's more than that happened on this show than it did on Nitro, on, on Raw. Um, hour three, same country team. Yeah. We start off with DDP versus Ric Flair. Bet that was fun. Great match. Under five Not, minutes. Uh, Flair gets DQ'd uh, because of Henning getting involved. Uh, seven minutes, 33 seconds. Lovely. Um, then 
Los Villanos versus Hector Garza and Lismark Jr. Lismark, I believe, is our former prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. In under five minutes. Um, yeah. Win for Liz Villanos. More Nitro Girls. Main event time! Hogan nice. versus Luger. Lots of false finishes. Big boot. One, two. No. Leg drop. One, two. No. Kicks out the leg drop. A second leg drop misses and Luger hulks up. Torture rack. Luger wins the WCW oh, that title. One where Hogan actually yeah. like, yeah, sure. Wasn't there some bullshit involved? No. Oh, there's bullshit at the end. Yeah. Hall gets nailed. Kevin Nash gets wiped out. Savage gets taken down all by Luger by himself. Takes out the NWO, wins the belt. We go off the air. No mention of Sting after saying what's going to happen with Sting on the episode. Because you know where that's going, obviously. Because yeah. the famous Hogan fucks everyone story. You know? So yeah. to, to counter program, mm. we've got Monday Night Raw. We've got a new world heavyweight champion. We do. It's the 20th of September, 1997. Uh, no, it's not. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's definitely I not. I meant to do this at the beginning of the pod. That's why it's at the beginning of my notes. So next week... We will be doing the uh, WF one night only from Birmingham, Birmingham in the UK. Oops. And we will be joined by Matt Coach Wicked Huntley. Woo-hoo! Breaking news. I confirmed it with him earlier. We're going to do it with Matt. Excellent yeah. job. Let's make sure we actually do the podcast next week then. Also confirmed. He's okay with being called Matt Huntley now as well. So Yay! there we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So there we go. We'll move on. Uh, we'll we'll have to buy, hang on. Wait a second. I'm going to buy another mic stand. Uh, hmm. I've got one. It's fine, and another microphone. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure I've got another one. Yeah, I need one from work. It's fine. Uh, no, <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> no thing to do there. Um, we're missing a person, so it's fine. <laughs> did, <laughs> did, it, did he escape from HMP once? Worth if we're missing a person. Um, <laughs> uh, that's a fun joke. That's current affairs. <laughs> A man strapped himself to the bottom of a food lorry and escaped to prison. Really? Did you know? Have you not seen? Know. There's a massive UK-wide manhunt. Oh, cool! Nice. Started yesterday. Oh, nice. Started yesterday. Was it? Which prison was it? HMS one, HMP Wandsworth, but oh. he should have been a high security prison because he's held on terror charges. Wandsworth, London, isn't it? Yeah, so that's reasonably close to me. Yeah, mm, that's not good. They shut all the motorways. And they're doing all it the checks. It affects me. Oh, I'm annoyed now. They shut all the airports. <laughs> really? Um, I can know. Okay. And he escaped because he was in the kitchen wearing red and white checked trousers. And he went out and strapped himself to the bottom of the food van and just left. Holy shit. Amazing. Former army chap, 21 years old. There you go. Yeah. So keep your eye out. Don't approach him. Ring 999. Not a famous, uh, I almost a comedian for some reason. <laughs> murderer i think you said no no i he's, he's just held on um terror charges oh now we've mentioned these words people who are listening to these things are going to listen to this whole podcast going there must be secret messages in there they must be trying to recruit you want to recruit come wrestle me at travel lodge live <laughs> conroy hasn't officially accepted the challenge and tugboat has how long have we got now <laughs> let's do raw it's fine there's nothing on it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> right, Don't Ever War is War, number 221 from the 4th of August, 1997. Uh, we are in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. The, the shit one, not the, you know. Oh, little uh, the, <laughs> the Stabler Arena? Yeah, why not? 
cool with 4,665 people. Not 90,000 people. Yeah, 90,000 million people. They're a TV rating of 2.7. Let's move on. Uh, although there are some commentators tonight, uh, but I can't fucking hear them because the audio mix is horrific on this fucking show. It's really show. not good, is it? I had to swap the headphones thinking I'd be able to hear them better. Nope, still couldn't fucking hear them. On the subject of commentary, and I know we're going to answer because I watched it on the network. Yeah, me too. Something's happened on my app on my TV. So it uh, said, oh, you must download the updated version of WW app. I was yeah. like, okay, so this one doesn't work anymore. Downloaded it. I know I've said I've put it on it in the past. It now defaults to Spanish commentary. Oh, nice. And even if I, no, because I, <laughs> I keep forgetting. And especially, I, I can tell it's not going well when it starts saying the then now forever because it goes, then. <laughs> What's going on? You know, they translate all those bits as well. Yeah, it does. Oh, that's great. So, um, yes, for some reason, my network defaults to Spanish now. So thank you, uh, Hugo Savanovich and Carlos Cabrera for joining me today for uh, Monday Night Raw. <laughs> I guess it depends whether it's a good thing or a bad thing or what era of Raw you're watching. Evidently you know? now, when I couldn't hear the commentary, Spanish commentary was a delight to be dubbed over. Oh, okay. Could you actually hear the Spanish commentary on this Yes, because it's very badly dubbed over. Oh, there we go. Uh, so, yeah, I did uh, swap to headphones, as I said. Couldn't fucking hear shit, but that's what it is. Cue the sirens! People running out of a warehouse Ahmed kicks up in <laughs> Austin walks to a nuclear explosion <gasps> too much time and not enough scorch well her got my dong in your eye it's over uh, shit under pyros fat Americans try not to eat the camera uh, I see ECW hat guy we're in Pennsylvania holy shit that is a lot of signs so many signs yeah. made me think better have recycled those that's bad for the planet uh, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Vince welcomes us to the show. Live from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Uh, it's the greatest spectacle in sports entertainment television. It's the Super Bowl. Night oh. Raw. Uh, production. New ramp. Yes. Hurty metal ramp. Yeah, very hurty. Uh, nice kind of transparent bits on it with colored lights. Yeah. Colored lights all around the arena. We've got big red curtains either side of this, the Tron thing as well. And this one was live, not pre-recorded, because we're now in live every week here. We're not live cool. one tape one, isn't it? I hadn't really realized, because I'm just assuming yeah. most of them are live, but and all the also, dates have been the same. It's interesting that they've now upped their production game, because they knew Nitro was doing episode 100. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we didn't really watch the Raws prior to SummerSlam. No. Because it was like, there's not much Brett and Sean. But no one else is going to watch it. So they changed to compete with Nitro. (laughs) That's what I've heard. As a good wrestling journalist, I can tell you, that's fact. (laughs) Cool. Also, 90% sure the resolution has improved. Maybe new cameras and such, because it looked really crisp. Yeah. Or or someone decided to clean the lens. Well, yeah, maybe. It's 97. There wasn't much attention. Sunny's spapping all over. (laughs) Just sweat and like hgh everywhere <laughs> uh guitar squeal here comes the world heavyweight champion bret hart and the Hart foundation jr is in the ring to interview without the jim neidhart yes jim's been missing a couple of weeks now he wasn't on the pay-per-view either no has he gone at- no i don't think he's gone at this stage has he no i think he's probably in the back doing some crack to be totally honest We'll see if he comes back, because I think yeah. he does. And there's obviously, post Brett leaving, there's some gym stuff as well. Yeah. Remember the DX thing where they, you know? Yeah. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's happening with Jim. I'm going to play some of Brett's promo. Going to make you smile? Huh? They say you're supposed to suffer for your crimes. Well, if you're not suffering, maybe it wasn't a crime. You know, I went in there last night and proved what I've been saying for the longest time, 
that I am the best there is, the best there was, and plain and simply the best that there ever will be. And I proved it against all odds, against a, a man from the dark side, a man that's from the devil and death and despair. I proved it with a referee that was against me all along and he favored the other guy throughout the entire match. You know, I stuck to the letter of the word of the whole agreement. I stuck to my word. But what I can see so far is that the World Wrestling Federation, they're not sticking to their word. They said that if Shawn Michaels showed any kind of favoritism, that he would never, ever wrestle in the United States of America again. Now, you know here in America and everywhere else, all my fans around the world know that Shawn Michaels favored The Undertaker from the start of that match to the end of that match. And the only reason that I'm standing here today as the World Wrestling Federation is the simple reason that this Canadian is going to be a lot smarter than both of those Americans, whether they like it or not. The British Bulldog last night went in there gallantly against Ken Shamrock. And this guy showed absolutely no discipline whatsoever. He made a mockery of himself and a class act in the World Wrestling Federation. And under no circumstances will Ken Shamrock ever get another shot at the British Bulldogs European Championship belt. And as far as Brian Pillman goes, the Hart Foundation, we don't wear dresses. We're not gonna wear a dress because there's a new boss in town. There's a new sheriff. And this sheriff says that Brian Pillman's got far too much class to ever lower himself to that level and be wearing a stupid dress. Don't wear a dress in the Hart Foundation. <laughs> nah, we're way too classy for that. Unless you're dying. Brian heart. Pillman is too classy to <laughs> wear a dress. Nothing wrong with wearing a dress. As the and, and the headbangers out the back are going, what the fuck? Sure. We're just with a governor who brought gambling and wrestling back to our town. And now you're saying real men don't wear dresses? Oh. <laughs> Uh, Press is something about suffering and crimes or something. I didn't quite understand what you were saying. So like you've got to suffer for your crimes, but I didn't commit a crime, so therefore I'm not suffering or something. Pretty much paraphrase, but yeah, yeah. He doesn't. He, Brett does a lot of not specifying what he's talking about on this show, which is a little frustrating. But you know, he's trying to set there, and as we saw in the, the promo, we just heard, or we heard in the promo, we just listened to. We didn't see anything unless you watched it on the network. Um, Sean shouldn't be wrestling in the US. True. Because he likes The Undertaker. Exactly. I'm not sure that's the story we were telling on the pay-per-view because I think Sean called it down the middle. No, he's a friend of The Undertaker. <laughs> if you go back and listen to our archives, worldofwrestlingpodcast.com, you'll hear all about Undertaker and Triple H. No, he's not there. Sean Michaels being friends. Sure, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, is it Sean? Is it Triple H at the beginning of this each show every week? Who knows? Remember, so. Undertaker. He's not a straight man. He's not a gay man. He's a dead man. <laughs>
he's definitely not androgynous. <laughs> he's not androgynous. Uh, Brett shits on everyone. Uh, Brett calls out Sean for showing favoritism, as we talked about. JR tells us that Brett will be wrestling the Patriot, who previously beat Brett with Sean Michaels' interference. That's specified. Good old Del Wilkes. Uh, Brett buries Del Wilkes. You mean nothing to me, to quote Brett. Fair enough. Yeah. No, not great going into a program with <laughs> the underdog. Be like, oh, you're insignificant, you don't matter. I suppose the argument behind this, though, is the you're insignificant, you don't matter, and then he gets the upper hand. Sure. Late date, so he really does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. But as, as you said, Wrestling 101, don't shit on your, your opponent because when you beat him, you've not achieved anything sure yeah exactly um uh what's the important bits um uh, bulldog is going to be wrestling shamrock uh pillman is not going to wear a dress uh lovable brother owen a uh, classic example of american justice uh owen is allowed to talk it's delightful uh owen did a stupid thing he showed compassion to austin austin made owen made austin a crippled freak he made him a crippled freak, a crippled freak, a crippled freak. He says it four fucking times. And I'm like, my missus was in the background as I was watching this going, what are you watching? <laughs> I was like, yeah, not the best. News nights. I'm watching yeah. news nights. But after the whole net breaking incident, yeah. obviously going with it. Yeah. But with the whole, what you talked about last time, that Owen didn't go to the hospital to see Austin yeah. post breaking his fucking neck. To come out and roar and be like, I ended your career, you crippled freak. And, the tr- and, and again, whilst he quad, quad emphasized it rather than triplicate politician with like thumb on finger, this, this, this in trios. Yeah, that's sure. how it was. But yeah, but it got heat. People were not happy. Yeah. Owen didn't look comfortable saying this. Probably because he didn't go to the hospital and realize when Austin's bed, he'd go into- because he knew what was happening. This is wrestling. You broke my neck. I'm going to give you a receipt, Owen. Yeah, sure. feel like that's coming at some point, but... Mm. Uh, JR brings out the commissioner, Sergeant Slaughter. So mm. this is very much, uh, I remember this being a character of full thing when I started watching WF in 98. Yeah, we've got the J.J. Dillon now in, yeah. in on Raw because we didn't have a commissioner prior to this because Vince is the not but is. Uh-huh. And now they've brought in an actual boss character who can get involved in physicality. Yeah. Uh, I think the word I'm looking for is overutilized. Is that two words? But whatever. Yeah. But also, you know, later we get to find his old brother from uh, the stable of Iraq. Oh, no, it's Kama Mustafa, oh. not Colonel Mustafa. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about the other one, but like... Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, Sergeant Slaughter comes out to the WrestleMania music. WrestleMania. We paid the royalties. <laughs> it's like, doesn't he have his own music? Not anymore. He's a commissioner now. <laughs> Which leads me to... Whoa, whoa, <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. It's really stupid. Uh, Sarge has a secret for Brett. <laughs> Brett isn't the new I'm sheriff. I'm going to give your pink a black attack. Sure. The gimmick is Slaughter's the sheriff in town, not Brett, because Brett's trying to set all the rules. Yeah. You know, this person's going to wrestle this, blah, blah, blah. Pillman will wear a dress, etc., etc. Uh Glass smash. Austin walks out to the ramp holding a neck brace in his hand. Uh, Vince is going wild on commentary, but I can't fucking hear a single thing he's saying. Chris Waddle. <laughs> it's got you. <laughs> oh, nimble cumulus. Nimble cumulus. <laughs> if you don't get the joke, just fuck off. <laughs> Watch the fast show. It's great. 
<laughs> Austin's broken neck don't mean a damn thing to him. Are you sure about that? Because you got a broken neck, me. A broken fucking neck. Pretty sure medical professionals would be advising you to retire until AEW starts up and then you can wrestle again. What the fuck is he doing on TV? Well, in fairness, he hasn't got a broken neck. He's... <laughs> He's got he a, fucking does. He's okay. got a bruised spine. What's the uh, the spinal shock syndrome, I think is what they yeah. call it later. Anyway. The Which bottom, is also a great name for a band. Spinal shock syndrome. It's a bit like spine shank. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. But, but I, you know, I think you know, spinal shock would be like the new Steel Panther. It's, it's almost like a spine shank electric eel shock. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> is that racist? No, because that's the song <laughs> they sing. <laughs> They even had a t-shirt when I saw them that said, you bastard. I think it's funny just to be like, is that racist? When I definitely know it isn't. It's like, when, I, um, when I bumped into the singer from Electric Eel Shock after someone had vomited on my arm because they were supporting Bloodhound Gang. No shit. And he was like, you okay? And I was like, someone's been sick on my arm. And he went, oh shit, you come drink with us? And I was like, all right. Amazing. I only drink Pepsi or Coca-Cola. Yeah, fine. So I got to hang out with Electric Eel Shock, which was lovely. Cool. Were they nice? They had finished at the, with obviously, because they think that English people only want to hear them say this at the end as I said goodbye and said, oh, Stuart, you bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. That's awesome, man. That's a cool story. Uh, The bottom line is Owen's a loser. It's genetic. Hey, in your face, Brett. And Austin, uh, by the big, brave face he is, just kind of slinks off to the back. He's got a broken neck. Uh, (laughs) Spinal shock, the old shock treatment. Um, tonight we will have Chains versus Ahmed. Sean will be here. And Shamrock versus Karma. Um, not, not, not as in Karma from like awesome Kong fame. Karma is in the ultimate fighting machine. Yeah. He doesn't have his last name yet, apparently. Papa Mustafa. Papa Mustafa. I like that. Yeah. Because Papa Shango. Yeah. Is it Papa Shingo? Shango. Shango. Yeah. Say A. Yeah. Not to be confused with Shingo. Yeah, that's what. Sorry, I'm wrong. On the plus point, though, if Shingo starts doing the gimmick, <laughs> Papa Shingo, that'd oh, be amazing. I'll put a bus in the seats. <laughs> <laughs> and Nation of Domination backstage promo. Farouk Kip shouts out DOA Los Barricas, as he calls them. <laughs> oh, and he literally goes, Los Barricas, whatever you call them. And I'm like, oh, God, get your shit in. Uh, there will be a street fight or something at Ground Zero, I think he says. Yeah, because we're going all we're going all factions, aren't we? Because we're having gang warfare. <laughs> Which is also known as race war. <laughs> the scene in Anchorman where all the news crews get together. Yeah, and that's sure. where Vince has gone. Yes, I'm going to have all these news crews wrestling in my ring. <laughs> Fucking A. Have you seen the episode of South Park where um, Carmen walks around trying to incite a race war? <laughs> it's amazing. He's just like, you know, taking the one black and the one guy can be like, oh, he said this about you. And just shouts race war around him. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh, Ahmed cuts... Uh, <laughs> he can't talk for shit. But this might be his best line he's ever talked because he's in by the way uh, Ahmed's part of the nation in case you hadn't picked this up oh, yeah, we picked this weeks. up on SummerSlam cool yeah, he's got his black trunks with his little African colours and such yeah. now and he's fully invested uh, he says you can take the boy out the hood but you can't take the hood out the boy or Pat Patterson <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's true <laughs> 
allegedly. Um, uh, so, I know all about that word now in my new <laughs> new, new team. Oh yeah, sure. It's 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 uh, yep. Uh, Ahmed. <laughs> so Ahmed is not getting the nation domination stuff. No, he's more about himself than the cause. Interesting that you note that. I wonder if anything transpires later on this episode of Monday Night Raw. Making that line quite effective because he's mm. doing the whole gangster 90s thing. Yeah. Like he's not like 80s interesting gangster. He's scary 90s gangster. He's Def Jam Vendetta computer game gangster. Bit of Death Row gangster, mm. you know? Like, yeah. The, the, hmm. There's a point which I talk, oh, I'll talk about it now. Did you see him do this? Yes. Do you know what this is? That is a gang symbol. That is a blood sign. <laughs> like Bloods and Crips blood sign. Do you know the difference between holding it here and holding it here? Uh, one is the game where you're trying to get people to look at the <laughs> ring and the other one is a gang sign. <laughs> I only know this because I watched a video of Snoop explaining it. If you hold it down here, that's how like you can get away with it. Like if you're just like joining or like you want to put it in like your own like shitty music video or something. If you put it up here, it means you've like, you know, contributed to the cause. Oh or whatever. Okay. But like banging bangy type cause, you know what oh. I mean? Yeah. And so him doing this is implying that he's part of the gang and he's also done some nasty shit. Like Well, thing. have you seen what's happened to Los Bariquas? <laughs> Los Barocas? Who are they? Ah, oh, Barocca. You, but on a good day. Exactly. Anyway. Oh, why do we do that? Los Bariquas, you, but on a good day. There's some new merch. With Savio just popping out. I like it, yeah. It. It'll have to be like a rough cartoon of Savio. Yeah. We can't use his likeness without asking him. I doubt he's going to let us. No, or he can sit with Carlito, signed to WWE since Puerto Rico. And not we'll, do anything. we'll just replace it with Murder Cloud. <laughs> Murder Clowns endorsed us to use all his merch. Oh, please don't die. <laughs> oh, I'm really lightheaded. That would pop me. <laughs> Ooh, give me a sec. It's very warm today. It is very hot today. It's hot. less warm than it was earlier, but like, you know. Well, that night time yeah. <laughs> tends sure. to do that to you. Interesting. <laughs> but, you know, as we record this, we have, we've had the biggest heat wave in September because, you know, slow news day, man has escaped prison. It's also warm. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Because, you know, the politicians haven't said anything stupid this week other than, oh, that concrete? Yeah, that could kill kids in the schools. We should probably close the schools. What? Is that a thing? I take it you don't watch much news. Uh, and not the past couple of weeks. It's oh, been, well, It's been a little bit busy, to be honest. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. Basically, they discovered all the schools have something called rack concrete. All right. Which Is this made- what they built Chinese? Ch- Chinese. But they built like China out of. Have you seen these? Uh, no, but basically it's like it's it's soft. It's like less stable, lighter version of concrete. Yeah. But what they've established now in a lot of schools, uh, it's been used to build it, and they've not maintained it, and now the schools are all falling down. And during the summer holidays, yeah. the education secretary went, "Oh, I've looked at this, and I've decided to increase the risk assessment. And now these are all really dangerous because I don't want to go into a general election and kill loads of school kids with falling concrete." Yeah. So. They've shut loads of schools and like, put mobile classrooms in there. But they've also turned around and gone, like loads of theatres and music venues have gone around and gone, oh shit, we've got it too. Yeah, but, but so has 90% of Chinese buildings. Really? Do you know this? There's, there's literally footage came out, like it was a couple of months ago, with someone on a brand new build going up to like the 20th floor or whatever and just pushing on the windowsill and the whole thing just crumbles. 
like there's a giant problem with Chinese infrastructure. It's gone up so quickly. Do you know about the whole? This is not wrestling friendly. I'll, I'll explain it very, very, very quickly. So uh, property investment is good. Yep. Uh, Chinese people can't invest outside of China. Correct. So middle class, the new middle class of China, because obviously the industry of production and such yep. is starting to create wealth, which means that they're investing into properties. So they're building 20 cities a year at this point, yep. which have no one living in them. <laughs> it's a real big problem. And they built them out of pretty much fucking polystyrene. And so, yeah, they've got this giant infrastructure problem where they're building, they're knocking down like, you know, um, uh, very established old villages and things like this. And like, you know, religious sites and whatever it may be. And just building these giant cities where no one fucking lives in them. Well, when uh, they are the leaders of the free world, uh, President G, I am a big fan of yours. <laughs> sure. We're getting back into two, three years ago where we had a running problem with a certain nation. <laughs> which... We are the nation of concretation. Is China the new vendetta? China. I mean, not oppressors. <laughs> What's the opposite of an oppressor? I don't know. But what I can a tell marvelous you- royal family of wonderness. But what I can also tell you, if you've not seen the news, is that you know uh, JD McDonough of the, of world politics, Kim Jong Un, has mm. been meeting with the super heel, uh, Damien Priest, Vladimir Putin. But I like Priest, so maybe that's a bad example. Yeah, and um, he's now turned around and went, mm, "You're struggling in your war. Would you like my nuclear weapons? Oh, Jesus, we'll trade weapons for food because my country's a little bit hungry. Hey, Hang on a minute." I did this, now I can't go to Saudi. Maybe I should stop belittling <laughs> these countries to sort of help me with my world travel. Do you think, can you imagine getting a nuclear weapon from North Korea? And it comes in the post and you're like, oh, we shouldn't have ordered from Wish. <laughs> <laughs> Vlad, Vlad will just eat it for breakfast. Yeah, Fucking sure. hell, well, we've got it now. Vlad's sitting there with like, you know, 90 foot tall proper nukes. He gets the one from North Korea in the post and be like, it's made of polystyrene for fuck's sake. China. <laughs> oh, she's not on this show. Uh, she is uh, opening <laughs> match of the evening Ken Shamrock versus Kamal Mustafa uh, there's a replay of Shamrock going absolutely ballistic at SummerSlam beating the shit out of Bulldog with a dog tin yes uh, we are nation of Russian mother um, uh, nation of domination all get in the ring Sarge gets in and sends him to the back he does that with almost every single fucking match tonight He's he's got respect his authority exactly yeah so yeah again there's the whole story of like Ahmed's not really into the whole black power Muslim movement thing of the Frukip. We've got way too many gimmicks going on in this match. <laughs> well, um, true to the show. Yeah, but he's not getting their philosophy. He's just more Blood Crip gang shit. Yeah. Which is a good story, I think. Uh, well, if it's deliberate, it is kind of like my pitch for what to do with Scorpio, but in the other direction. He's less fun yeah. and more yeah. just a bit angry. Yeah, but th- this is basically Farouk sat down with Armour Johnson going, this is what we do, this is what we do. And he's gone, oh yeah, gang stuff. And Farouk's gone, no, <laughs> not gang stuff. Yeah. Do you understand now? Yeah, gang stuff. No, Ahmed. Imagine being a part of this conversation. Uh, Ahmed then finished by going, gang stuff? And Farouk goes, just f- f- fine. Vince, we're turning on him tonight. <laughs> That's the thing. The whole time you've got Vince going, what, what do you mean you don't want him in your group? He's... And you're, but like, why don't you? And he's going, no, no, he doesn't get it. Like he's he's the gang guy. He wants to go do his own thing. But you're a gang because you're, you're not me. Exactly. <laughs> you're, can you imagine this fucking conversation backstage? 
But Vince, I once won a world title. No, no, that was Harley Race. No, no, Vince, I won a world title. No, no, that was Ric Flair. No, no, in 83, I won the gold belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had gold teeth. I get you. You guys, so funny. Did you do it here? That doesn't count, you know. Yeah. But I heard you murdered seven people. No, no, that was Ahmed. See? Gang. That's Brickies. Get involved. <laughs> Beating up karma on the outside. Shamrock does a belly to belly of karma right on his fucking head for the one, two, three, and Shamrock wins. Poor karma. Well, the right person won for this storyline. Shamrock needs to be di- having this unhinged character. Yeah, sure. He just beat up the ultimate fighting machine. Yeah. So MMA versus MMA. Mm. No, M, not MMA. <laughs> Nice. The uh, the gimmick of being called the ultimate fighting machine and constantly losing. <laughs> Punk. <laughs> Fair. Uh, Karma nose shells the shit out of the belly to belly on his head by standing up and immediately chasing down Los Baracas. Yeah. Now, we have a Bracus promo. Do you want to talk about that or just move on? Bracus. Bracus has a promo. Auf Deutsch. <laughs> so the <good>. Wunderkind. Instead. <laughs> That, that's the gimmick you should have gone with. Yeah. <laughs> Just well, fucking steal it. So Brackers has got his back to the camera. If you don't know Brackers or you haven't listened to OECW pod, we go on about Brackers for about an hour. <laughs> yeah. He's brilliantly shit. Uh, yeah. He, he is <laughs> the Vince McMahon wet dream yeah. wrestler for the 90s. He, he's a throwback to the warlord, but German. And yeah. Vince has gone, he'll be a evil foreign heel. And then looks and looks back in his diary and went, when did America used to have beef with Jim? Oh. <laughs> we'll make him Russian. So, um, do you know why Brackus is quite so important to the pod? Well, other than ECW stuff. It's, it's Brackus who jumps in the ring with Taz, where oh. they make the match, and some kid behind Joey goes, Can he do that, that, Joey? That's it, yes. Yeah, so that's why Brackus is so important to us. Go on, Brackus. So Brackus has got his back to the camera. And what I've done, right, instead of like, you know, translating the promo or <laughs> learning what he's actually saying, I've tried to guess. Brilliant. So the idea here is that I'm going to read this out. And hopefully we have a German listener who will then try and translate what I'm saying to them. Like we're going in a Google Translate circle. Get me? I am intrigued by how badly <laughs> this is going to go. <laughs> My name is Brackus. My name is Baracus. Wie komme ich Deutschland? I come from Germany. My Gavik ich dry hammer fun. <laughs> I love to have fun. With dry hammers. With dry hammers. <laughs> Un fricke America. Fuck America. <laughs> Sorry, fuck the America. <laughs> it's going better than I thought. Uh, for the World Wrestling Federation, comma. World Wrestling Entertainment, trademark. <laughs> Me Hunter burdens in big region. <laughs> I will burn Hunter Helmsley down in my big region. <laughs> and the last bit was just something like, Vector sein die Schulter. I need the shitter. Yeah, sure. It's the bit about dry hammers and having fun in your burning area that I quite <laughs> like the most. <laughs> No one needs a burning area, especially after you've had fun. Yeah, fucking A. If you are listening to this podcast and you have a burning sensation, don't use Bluetooth. Just use the promo code, whoever. Have you got a Bluetooth thing at WrestleTalk? Uh, no. No, you do simple things like Manscape. Use and Surfshark. SRS. <laughs> yes, Bluetooth, I think. I mean, SRS has Bluetooth every day. Yeah, fucking A. It's just sitting there. But um, yeah, if, we, if you are German or speak German, 
I'd love to know what I said. Hashtag rate your translation. Yeah, sure. Bracus is coming soon. On your face, neck, and chest. Uh, oh. Wow, plentiful. <laughs> I know you want me. Sunny is here. Well, if anyone's coming near you. Yeah, fucking A. We're into the period of, you know, uh, we were talking about Sable is now the priority. And yep. Sable is, uh, Sunny is definitely not the priority. Because Sunny can't wrestle. That is the thing. Can Sable wrestle? She can wrestle more than Sunny. Sable yeah. powerbond Mark Merrow. Yeah. Not, Sunny not- sucked off Sean. <laughs> so both went off with big bombs. I'm going to say, there's quite a lot of wrestling going on both of those elements. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just creating nonsense now at this point. Um, Sunny is here to do guest ring announcing because that's all she does now. But she did guest ring announcing earlier in the earlier in the series we were doing. She came out and did the LOD introduction. Oh, cool! Okay. As well, where she was wearing her blue and red number. Didn't she do the whole "I'm Sunny" locker room? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't she come out and cut a Sunny promo and then do introducing? Yeah, ring announcing. Yeah, this week she didn't. No. She's been reduced to just stand there, we'll ring the bell, you say the names, and get the fuck out of the ring. Yep. Good money. Yeah, I'm not against it. Good gimmick. Keeps the Fink on his toes. Up your game, Fink. So, Sunny's in the ring, and I hear... Ding, 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 And I'm like, it's fucking Takuma Shinoku! Yes! Let's go! Always three... Fucking light heavyweight division. First time we've had one on this run. And fair play to Sonny, pronounce his name perfectly. Yeah, the only person on the whole show that gets their names right. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, Sakamishinoku versus Too Sexy Brian Christopher. Not uh, Lawless Kid. Uh, definitely not Lawless Kid. They kind of like half because established that. <laughs> well, he is now. But at this point, and they kind of like half established that gimmick. Yeah. It's like he's not, it's not, it's not like on Front Street like it is for the next. 10 months yeah. after this he's not my son he's not my son yeah it's like it takes the end of the match really for JR to be like oh go come for your son and he's like rap, rap, rap. <laughs> no, you've killed the gimmick in one show fucking it yeah uh, Lola has a line here uh, I can read Sunny like a book I prefer the braille edition <laughs> no offense that was very funny it's not bad <laughs> uh, Brian Christopher's laugh would you like to try and impersonate it <laughs> very good yeah thanks very accurate thanks. immensely annoying Great heel. Good heel. Uh, no shine for Taka in any way, shape, or form. Foreign. Doesn't need it. Probably going to be healed soon. <laughs> factual. Yeah. Literally factual. We're not too far off I choppy choppy your pee I think it's t- less than two years. I, yeah, we, we, I think we get it next year. Choppy choppy your pee because Val Venus is here. You might be here. right. You really might be right. Yeah, because... Because uh, Mr. Yamaguchi-san. WrestleMania 14. What did the kind tide do? Do they do anything? No, it's 15 where they have the, the match against the oddities, isn't it? The only two things I remember Kai and Tai was when they did Evil Indeed for Undertaker and Kane, and that was very funny. Sure. And also, Tucker being thrown out of the Rumble and dying. Yes, the, the front flip yeah. on his face. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, genuinely, I think Tucker might be, especially at this time, one of my favorite wrestlers. Great. I mean, completely different to what's on the roster. Yeah. I know we had S.A. Rios at the same time, I think, around this period, S.A. Rios possibly. I think Taka's well, no, a world but, above. But I'm, what I'm saying is that you've gone from Luchador, who you've not seen with like bright red hair, to this technical but fast Japanese cruiser that you've yeah. not seen. And you're not even seeing with the cruisers in WCW because you're just raiding Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Like Liz Man, Liz Trustman Jr. <laughs> sure. 
<laughs> so yeah, really good to see Tucker. Yeah, the way he just like slides and dives around the ring is like he's so agile. He does look like a twelve-year-old boy yeah. at this point. Like, there is not an ounce of muscle on him. And I always love the fact that both he and um, oh my god, I just had his name on the tip of my tongue. Uh, what was what was uh, Japanese number one SmackDown number one announcer? I can't remember what the other name of Kaintai was. Tucker and shit, I, Funaki. Show okay. Funaki. Show Funaki. The fact that for this whole thing, Vince McMahon was like, ha, 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 let's pretend you've got a bad English accent. And Shobunaki and both Tucker were like, we will take all your fucking money. And when you make us do bad dubbing and go evil indeed, you're being a massive racist, but we are going to make a fuck ton of money on merch sales and laugh all the way to the bank and back to New Japan. Speaking of racism, (laughs) Tucker is wrestling Brian Christopher, who as soon as he gets Tucker on the floor, goes... I'm just going to... Oh, I'll do it for you. He does karate motions. He goes, wah, wah, wah. I'm like, that's really fucking racist. Or he's going for his blue belt. Oh, wouldn't it be delightful if it wasn't racist? Um, all the commentators mispronounce everyone's name. I think my favorite so far... Did you did you note down some of the pronunciations? I've got two. Right. The, my favorite one was... It sounded like an order for a dinner order because JR once point called him Tika Musanaku. Oh, Jesus Christ. And I could go for some Tika Musanaku right now. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. Sounds boy. good. Yeah. Sounds Indian rather than exactly, Japanese. Exactly, yeah. Maybe some sort of hybrid. Um, the classic one they all do constantly is Takamishinoko. Mishinoko. Like, he's got a fucking U on the end of his name. The Takamishinoku flow. <laughs> <laughs> the other one that got me was uh, the great sake. The great sake. <laughs> I was like, bro, I know that it's not the great Suzuki, so you're trying to go the great sake. But to call him sake is like, yeah, it's pretty fucking, yeah. yeah. What they're actually doing is going, we don't actually want to name the Ninja Warrior game. <laughs> oh, the great Sasuke. But it's uh, like the Austin Powers thing, the sucky sucky thing. <laughs> I, I don't remember the Austin Powers thing. I assume yeah. it is a penis Sorry. joke. Uh, yeah, well, he's in the hot tub of the Japanese. I remember girl. watching that, though, in a cinema. That's one of the movies I have seen in my lifetime. Oh, cool. You, do you not remember the boobs? The boobs of guns? It's an Asian... No, no. It's an Asian woman in the hot tub with gigantic fake boobs. It's a great scene. <laughs> <laughs> no, every time you now mention giant boobs, I just go, oh, Euro trash. Uh, yeah, yeah. We've discussed our love of Euro trash a few times there. Lola. Yeah. Lola, Lola Ferrara. Yeah. Not attractive, but funny. Very funny. And again... <laughs> Made money out of her assets. Yeah, fucking hell. I still thought it was horrendous on Eurotrash when they showed her in her coffin. I just emphasized how deep it was. It's <laughs> <her> big direct. <laughs> that That's a fucking meme and a half. Yeah, Jesus. Um, Tacker and Brian do spots in it. Pro- pro- they do power bombs, Brett Rose dropkick. Brian Christopher starts to do the three amigo suplexes. Nice. And which brings me to the point of did Brian Christopher in steer, sorry, invent the Eddie Guerrero three amigos? Yes. I think he might have. I think Eddie Guerrero might have stolen this from Brian fucking Christopher. So we're calling the Kingplex then. Oh, because Lola, mm. the King thing. Well, Princeplex? Prince Amigos, the three princes? <laughs> three princes. <laughs> and then they sold know. one to have a song. Can you imagine being in arena? <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> Can you imagine being in arena? 
Someone does three suplexes. They also have like Eddie, and you're like Brian Christopher, Brian Christopher over the too top. Sexy, of them. Too sexy, too exactly. sexy. Exactly. Yeah, fucking a. Maybe we can start this trend. Uh, on the second suplex, uh, suplex, uh, suplex. All right, JR. Uh, Taka catches Brian's leg for the one, two, three, and the winner is Taka Mishinoko. <laughs> Brilliant theme song, and again, Taka's theme song, even though it's deliberately racist. I mean, it's always three. They didn't do it. No, that's because he knew he would have kicked out. Because people, what do you think I'm? watching his match for but he'll be back for more it's, it's okay we do have other Mishinoku drivers in this show <laughs> that's probably why he wasn't allowed to use it someone sorry new boy you're not using this that's my finisher yeah can you imagine <laughs> Ahmed Johnson's like no I'm using the Mishinoku driver Taka Mishinoku <laughs> what's your name Mishinoko Mishinoroko maybe that's where he's getting confused Vince Carter was like they've got this Mishinoko guy that does this move which is the thing you're doing badly can you stop doing it oh no but it's my Mishinoku driver right it's not Mishinoko no because I'm a I'm a gangster now Vince my role steals it steals it and Vince goes that's great because because you rob things (laughs) (laughs) fucking A Uh, yeah um, Brankus for attacks attacker but blah 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 blah. heal heat yeah. But great to have Tucker on TV. I can't wait to see more. I mean, his his Mania match. We, cause we get. Oh no, because obviously we're going to Survivor Series. But yeah. it's Mania fourteen, which is his opening match against um, Psychosis? Psychosis. I think. I believe it. So I think yeah. we're on a rotation of um, Scott Taylor, Tucker, Brian Christopher, Psychosis for the next like, yeah. six months now. Because they've taken the formula from Nitro. Here's the cruisers. Let's get them on. Nitro has like 20 cruisers though. But they all have the like same. Three, maybe four. But at least the cruisers in WWF were at the time were identifiable in different people. As you said, Scott Taylor, Brian Christopher, Psychosis and Tucker. They've got people from different lands. Japan, I, Mexico, America, <laughs> Lawler's prostate. <laughs> I'm not sure that Scott and Brian Christopher are that differential at this point. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, backstage, Sarge has a dress for Pillman. Pillman goes, I know you get your jollies pushing your privates around the barracks. <laughs> like, hey, it's funny. But Pillman has to wear the dress or it'll be suspended. Stridex is apparently a medical pad. Oh, I thought it was some kind of chewing gum. Yeah. so I so, I won't put it in my mouth. So here's the thing. What is a medical pad? I believe it could be one of two things. Hmm. One, a, a female hygiene product wrestling on advertising on wrestling would be unusual and then i would potentially say it is a male incontinence absorbent again i'm not sure this is the audience they're going for bunch of teenage boys getting drunk piss themselves out to go to the bar yeah the, the quest continues to work out what stridex is uh, what have i put here uh knowing america and knowing it's a medical pad it's probably full of testosterone I go pro, everyone. I actually wrote HGH, but I made that joke earlier. That's why I changed it and delayed and it ruined the flow. Anyway, King of the Ring, Hunter Hells Helmsley with China uh, versus the man they call Vader with Paul Bearer. Imagine everyone had the same tag as Vader. It would be really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's the man they call Bret Hart. <laughs> it's the man they call Austin. It's the man they call China. Yeah, sure. If someone does it this match. Uh, Triple H does his little bow. China is standing on the ring apron directly in front of him. Hard to spot the ring. Re- really cool moment though. Yeah. Like the fact that like Triple H talked the whole time about focusing on China and that being the story they're telling. Yeah. And like having her stand directly in front of him when he's doing his gimmick. I don't know. Felt special. Yeah. When that, again, it's his, his 
got his idea of here's what I need to do. I've got out of prison after the Curson call because what we were we were like February for Curson call February March. God, um, yes, because it was the last year the NWO started. It was after yeah. that, so it was ninety six. And then so and then so now we're back in. Oh yeah, because it was ninety six where he started getting his pushback, got King of the Ring. So yeah, so yeah. he's he's done his time in prison, but uh-huh. now he's very much. I need to focus on my complete presentation. Yeah. So yeah, really nice great. touch. It really works. We've said yeah. it before, like lots, but the Charm Triple H thing is probably one of the more consistent storytelling devices they have. Dan Goldust, he's androgynous. <laughs> he is indeed. He's not. Uh, the bit I was talking about earlier was Bera has a quick backstage promo. They fucking love these. The you know, backstage yeah. and the kind of like bins and chicken wire set thing they have. Uh, he says, uh, he knows more than China. Uh, Bera is more of a man than China will ever be. <gasps> Can he say that, Joey? Ooh. Uh, Triple H jumps Vader as Vader slides into the ring. Vader cuts uh, Triple H off, and here we go. Uh, Barra trips Triple H. Boo. Hang on, wait a minute. Aren't you supposed to be a heel? Exactly. China drop kicks Barra for the biggest baby face pop I've seen on this show so far. Um, yeah, so Triple H has had enough of being a face, and they both get carried out, which is a really anticlimactic finish. But they're super over baby faces for about, I don't know, two minutes. I mean, it's nice for Vader to turn up to work. Yeah. Probably because it was like this going, ha, Sean won't work him. So your mate's going to have to work him. I'm yeah, not working Cosplay Sean will work him. <laughs> it's a shame, though, because like Vader's really gone off the. I mean, he never had a great run yeah. in WWF. Yeah, this 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 two years we've almost done now. Probably a year by this point would have been better had he not fucked up in his match with Sean. Yeah, and he could have had a fighting chance. I mean, from them cramming him on the WrestleMania card to have that tag match. Oh, it's pointless. This, it's, uh, it's not. He's great. on his way out. Yeah. He's got to be long gone. Especially with Bearer's other thing that's happening. That big, probably the one of those top five moments in wrestling history. Yeah. Kind of going to kill Vader's career at this point, yeah. with the at least. Anyway, uh, so we've got the Sultan with the Iron Sheiky baby versus the Patriot. Uh, Patriot gets a pre-match back pre-match backstage promo again. He's thing. America. He, he says because he's got some accent. See, it's funny. Uh, Patriot shits. <laughs> I make myself laugh. Uh, Patriot shits on Brett while his veins are desperately trying to escape from his neck and chest. But you know natural yeah he's a vain. he's american male american male taking stride <laughs> x american it's male the same gimmick yeah fucking hell <laughs> he is an american man yeah 100 percent. but like significantly less entertaining and cutting a fucking awful promo my name is del wilkes the patriot yeah. i like to wrestle in a mask Sometimes I put my wife in a mask and then I buried her in the sheep dip. That would be interesting. <laughs> he literally says the, the 20 cliches about America. I want to prove that America is the number one. America the beautiful. There's no room for Canada. We all get on together as long as it's not for Canada. Canada, mate. He literally says, love it or leave it. What I'm going to do to you at Ground Zero complain this complain that blah 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 it's, it's the same fucking sean promo we've been hearing for weeks complain this complain that i'm arresting you because austin's broken his neck yeah fucking a so with with the sean stuff in mind where major spoilers what's coming up he is less face than he was yeah. last year are they trying to position patriot to fit into that top baby face slot absolutely think? he is team america 
it's a bit weird, isn't it? Because you need, at the moment, you've just gone through this whole USA versus Canada big feud. Your top baby face has got a broken neck. So we need a top US face. Oh, Austin. Yeah. Yeah. So you need sorry. a top US face to take that mantle for the time until Austin recovers. Because Vince is obviously trying to make that Sean for the last year. Yeah. But and the, it's not fucking worked. Exactly. So now it's like, right, we need the white meat US baby face. And what should we do at this moment in time? We'll get a man in a mask <laughs> and we'll give it to Dale Wilkes. Yeah. A man who seems to have fallen into a... a Bin of American flags. Ahmed kicked a bin and Dale Wilkes walked by. Fuck, have you come with a flag? And Vince has gone, You, you come wrestle for me. You're but, white, you're a baby face. But the, the, the backstage murmurings and story goes from sort of something to wrestle. And Bruce Bridge was like, Brett really liked Dale Wilkes. Oh, and he okay. thought he could get a good match out of him. They could work a really good style, which translates to Brett going, No, I'm not working Sean yet. Yeah. Give me anyone. Okay, you can wrestle Vader, not him. <laughs> yeah it, it does feel like it looks at least from like when i was watching this that Brett, brett's happy he's not going to be hurt or have to deal with massive dickheads for a little bit yeah that's why he's getting because it's going to be easy yeah. to work with Dale Wilkes. austin's going to work stiff sean is difficult to work with he's worked with the undertaker so he's going to get hit a lot he's worked with vader and sid he's like yeah. i just want to work a wrestler we're about uh, i think it's 10 weeks away from Survivor Series. Yeah. Brett, we're going to fucking finish this series this calendar year, aren't we? We've got like six episodes to go. We're going to do it. Five weeks in a row, mate. (laughs) (laughs) The longest running episodic podcast on your iTunes, on your Spotify. Make sure you subscribe, by the way, so it automatically downloads into your feed of your podcast app of choice, but not Stitcher because that doesn't exist anymore. How does it not? No, they shut down at the end of August. I was thinking I should probably update the website at some point. No! That's fine. Brit Rest. (laughs) You can hear our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, Del Wilkes. Yeah, Del Wilkes stuff. Um, Yeah, it's weird. The whole thing. I don't quite understand why they thought this was the guy. Well, I suppose, again, it's Austin's out hurt. Everyone else is already paired off. I know why it is. He looks like a Roydy Magoo. He's American male. American male. <laughs> like I miss Sid already. <laughs> He'd be so much better in this position. You know? <laughs> yeah. Brett. I think Sid is completely done now, by the way. because Yeah, not we seen haven't seen him again. No, exactly. no. So the American Samoan Rikishi, Yalton, waves <laughs> an Iranian flag. Get it? Yeah. Rikishi Yalton. Rikishi yeah, yeah, it works. Come on, bigger pop. Patriot. <laughs> Waves. The Fatu Sultan. <laughs> Patriot waves the American flag. That's America! Fatu Sultan. This is a gimmick here. We can make it work. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, Sultan attacks Dell with the Iraqi flag and the crowd go, eh. uh, USA chance. Goddamn Iraqi sympathizers in the Iranian. No, it was in the Iranian flag. It's not the Iraqi flag. It's the Iranian flag. Oh, is it Iranian? Red, red, uh, green. Oh, yeah. Flag. It's got, um, what do they call it? Not the Messiah. The... Uh, all I remember. Guy with the white hat and the white beard. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Jesus massively over and around. He's a big, he yeah. gets over. That, that's the Brett Sean feud of religions that you want. But I can never get over the IT crowd with uh, the comments of Iran. I don't know if you ever watched the IT crowd. Yeah, I can't believe what you mean. So though. when um, Matt Berry's character, Douglas Renham, yeah. starts dating someone and he's not paying attention, he goes, Douglas, I used to be a man. And he went, I don't care. Takes all kinds to make a world. And then when they're cuddling in bed, she said, 
And I was so paranoid all those weeks ago when I told you I used to be a man. And he said, you said what? (laughs) I used to be a man. Oh, I thought you said you were from Iran. Oh, God. (laughs) Fucking hell, I remember. Yeah, sure. And now Matt Berry's come out of court. Oh, I'm very ashamed I made that episode. Really? Because current day, that's that's not right doing that, apparently. Why not? Because it's because it's satire. It's funny. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. Matt Berry is amazingly funny. Yeah. Matt Berry is the best. That can read the phone book, and it is generally very. Yeah. Uh, Hello, US- Clement Fandango. <laughs> USA chance for a match between these two. For, for the Sultan. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, Thirty seconds into the match, Dell is hulking up and doing dusty wind-up punches. Brother, 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 brother. Poof. Uh, Shiki shouts at the stupid American pig dogs at ringside. <laughs> Fuck the Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I'd love to just have a camera on Sheik during these matches. It'd be amazing. There's no pressure. He's got nothing to do. He's just got people to piss off. It must be so much fun. It's really funny, though, when you look at all the people who've come back and they've gone, we'll bring back Hillbilly Jim. He's probably easy to work with. Yeah. Now, Sheik, we need you to do this. Yes, <laughs> Baba. Yes, Baba. Fuck the America! <laughs> oh, it's instant heel heat. Yeah. I, think, I think Vince has an affinity for him because the whole Hogan thing and everything. And they're trying really hard to yeah. get the Sultan over. Sure. He must be a funny guy just to have around. I did it for the chic. Especially at this time period. Oh, yeah. Not so scary anymore. But very coherent. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Also very uncoherent, I imagine. <laughs> so yeah. the combination must be crap. And having him and Sarge on the same roster. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, sure. I wonder if they, do they do anything with that? I don't think they do. No. It's a shame. Uh, Dull signals for the finish, like two minutes into the match. There's a full Nelson slam. One, two, three. That's a really shit finish. America! America. Brett is here with the foundation and they head to the ring. Sarge, for like the 10th time this evening, steps in front of the foundation, but behind Brett's back, like not saying off his proximity hitbox yeah. thing, you know? So <laughs> Brett, 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 walks, <laughs> Brett walks down to the ring and ends up being confronted, con- confronted by the Patriot, who's standing in the ring. Yeah. And then, can you describe Brett's look to me? Like, as he turns around, he's like, what? Where have all my friends gone? They've done that invisibility cloak again. Yeah, it's really it, it, funny. It's almost like Brett's going, where have they gone? Shortly followed by a facial picture of, guys, embarrassing me. Del Wilkes is in the ring. He looks like a kid who's lost his parents in Woolworths. This is a customer announcement. Kurt, <laughs> the Heart Foundation, please come to ringside. Heart Foundation, please come to ringside. Did you see it? I went from the back. Brett! <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Brett realizes his he is alone. Uh, so the Patriot jumps Brett from behind. What a baby face. America! What kid's so stupid. Uh, officials out to separate Brett and Dell, which is a, a very British sentence. You know? What, Dell? What, Dell? Going down, going down Upton Park. That's a fucking gimmick, isn't it, Dale? <laughs> All right, I'm the Pearly King. Dale Pearly King. <laughs> I'm wondering if I can squeeze in the lyrics that only fools and horses wrestling now. You put some bread into the van. <laughs> Never really. I mean, this will probably get us lots of less listeners. Never really got on with only fools and horses. Oh, that's a shame. 
TV, isn't it? Not Moving LOL. on. It's not LOL at O. That's a proper TV program. What's LOL? The one with the fallen Madonna with the big boobies by Van Gogh. Oh, yeah. Hello, hello. Yes. Yeah, sure. Fucking A. Sorry, I should have been accidentally British going, I like to watch Hello, Hello. I should say this all at once. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Madonna with the big boobies I saw in a live production when I was a kid and I fell out of my seat laughing. It's <laughs> a story my parents have told to many a people really? at the party or whatever. Oh, yeah. amazing. I loved Hello, Hello. It was really, really funny. Great film. And they so great, I'm great obsessed with like, you know, sorry, go on. Yeah, great TV series. CG. A great TV series. Oh, sorry. It's been a long week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, uh, because, uh, you know, Brett and Dell are wrestling at zero, whatever it's called, we are skipping that pay-per-view. Well, uh, nothing happens. Yeah. Brett beats the Patriot. He does. In a average match. It's time for hour two of Raw is War. How yeah, long have we gone? Uh, one hour 40. All right, I'll try to skip through some stuff. Uh, cue the sirens. People run out of the back of a warehouse. Ahmed kicks a bin. Flags Too much time. I'm <laughs> scorched. Well, I got my dog in your eye. I have to get it in. Uh, shit tons of pyro. Wow, that's a lot of signs. <laughs> Flashbacks. <laughs> JR, welcome to the show. Uh, putting over Austin versus Owen is going to be one on one tonight. And I'm like, it fucking isn't. Uh, Pillman is going to wear a dress. Vince is in the ring. Uh, he says the most flamboyant and controversial person in WWF Tax Williams Gold Dust (laughs) (laughs) Shawn Michaels is here Boo. Thank you. Uh, um, Oh, it's it's, it's that episode where Shawn comes out and strips on the ramp. Yeah. It's quite famous footage now because he looks like a twat. He's a twat. Yeah. He allowed Von Wagner to get killed on his watch. Hmm. Prick. So Sean's stripping his clothes off as he gets to the ring. Definitely not inebriated in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. He is literally chewing his own mouth off. Yep. He's going, he's taking way too much. Uh, the crowd is mostly booing. He's had all of that crackling and just can't get the last <laughs> out of his teeth. <laughs> can't get the crackling out of his teeth. At least the first half of that works for like, you know, yeah. Uh, that's more Neidhart and Bulldog at this point, but still. Uh, the crowd are mostly booing top babyface Shawn Michaels. Top babyface Bre- uh, um, Del Wilkes, the Patriot. Indeed, sure, it is now. And uh, it seems like this experiment might be over. Let's play Summer Shawn's program. You, The Undertaker, Brett the Hitman Hart, and the best that I can tell... All of the fans of the World Wrestling Federation are dumping this in my lap! Uh, yeah? I don't know that's necessarily fair. Shut up! Because you know something? It's just like you! It's just like Bret Hart! And whether anybody in this arena likes it or not, it's just like all the fans of the World Wrestling Federation to not take responsibility for themselves and pass the buck on to the heartbreak kid because everybody knows I don't give a damn what anybody thinks of me. The heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, lays down for absolutely no one. I don't do it for Bret Hart. I don't do it for you. 
I don't do it for the fans of the World Wrestling Federation. I don't do it for anybody. Undertaker, the next time you see Shawn Michaels, his super... Ten years, ten years I've given you, and this is the respect that you give me. Each and every one of you can go to hell. Undertaker, the next time you see me, my super kick is going to be one foot down your throat. Uh, Sean shits on Vince, Taker, Brett, and all the fans. <laughs> like, I think we've turned heel. Yeah, he's just fucking packed it in. Yeah, he doesn't care no more. Yeah, I don't because know whether... He know, because he knows he has to do the honours to Brett. Yeah. So he's going to try well, his at hardest. At this point, Brett's the champ. Surely it's the other way around. He knows that Brett's going to do the deal for him. No, because he, he still hasn't got his win back. Who? Brett still hasn't got his win back off Sean. Oh. But Brett gives him the speech at this time, where he's like, I will put you over. I know we don't like each other, but I'll do the thing. And Sean goes, I wouldn't do the same for you. It's like, it's kind of his own fucking fault that Brett yeah. won't put him over. But no, the, the plan would have been, had it not been the screw job, I'll yeah. put you, I'll, I'll win at Survivor Series and I'll drop the belt on Monday night. I love Brett's line when he talks about this and shoots yeah. me. He's like, I would have dropped the Brett belt to Del Wilkes on the next night. He's like, fuck that, mate. I'll put him on that cunt. Jesus. Imagine if they'd ever put the belt on the Patriot. I suppose it's the same thing as they put the belt on Backland when he lost it off Brett the first time. Yeah, or like Mark Henry or something. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Henry was great though in the Hall Shut of Pain. Up. In the Hall of Pain he is. Oh, the Hall of yeah, No, he wasn't. Uh, <laughs> he could bend a frying pan. Yeah. Just did nothing for me. That's about the time I got tapped out of wrestling yeah. for a little bit. But yeah, anyway. Um, Sean says he blames everyone. Everyone blames Sean for something. He doesn't really explain what because he's whacked out of his fucking face. Uh, Sean doesn't give a damn what anyone thinks. Vince jumps in and goes, Are you in cahoots with Brett? <gasps> what? Screw job. Where did this fucking come from? Because Brett's a heel. Sean's now a heel. They must be friends. Yeah. The logic of the jump here yeah. is just like that's the logic though because then because now they need to position Del Wilkes as number one facing the company did you catch the bit where Vince goes oh by the way you're going to be wrestling Undertaker at ground zero yeah yeah he just threw that in just not part of the promo in any way shape or form just just randomly and then he goes uh, uh, Sean tells us that Brett needs Sean <laughs> Sean is the only man that has beaten Brett just completely ignores the fact he's wrestling Taker yeah and Mark Calloway backstage guy this prick again yeah exactly how many times have we seen this now either brett or sean are going to be wrestling undertaker or sid and all they're doing is talking about brett or sean that's right though because behind the scenes they've gone now mark good surprise for you you know that guy who had rest as a dentist no 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 don't walk away mark no 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 no. come back come back come back no you know yeah isaac yankum dds yeah 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 no 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 no, no. sit down (laughs) we've changed his diesel you know that guy Yeah. yeah we've changed it up what we've changed it up what's he gonna be we're gonna call him kane the undertaker (laughs) my name oh yeah we'll just call him kane what's he gonna look like vampire no oh was he originally gonna be a vampire well they had like wings oh i remember the the, the, the drawings and the capes yeah yeah. sure because he did that roar a few times yeah yeah and they're like so he'll be like you but in red yeah, sure. 
Mark, did he Mark, know it's one of the best you, things that ever happened to Dave? Mark, where are you going? Mark, come back. Come back. Please what? come on the show. Don't go to WCW. <laughs> Wait. You'd rather wrestle the dentist? We'll get this. We'll get the red suit on him then. See you later. Yeah, oh, by the way, you're wrestling Sean at Ground Zero. Fuck off. Yeah, just. Uh, so, um, where are we? So, uh, Sean says, uh, "I don't lay down for anybody other than Sonny." Yeah, fucking a. But like, come on, bro. You're just shooting on TV now because he gets away with it. It's. It's so unprofessional. Like, what a fuck? Like, but I, I, I get the impression that we're getting to the stage where Vince is even a bit like, I need to keep him, but I'm also losing my patience with this piece of shit. Yeah, when he's in the thing and Sean's shouting essentially at Vince for a bit, Vince kind of gets a bit shirty with him back and like, he's like, focus on the fucking story, Sean. Like it's it gets a bit angry, you know. Yeah. Like it's, it's ooh, you're wrestling there. the Undertaker. No, I'm not. Yeah. Basically, Sean is the petulant six-year-old child in everyone's life. Yeah, you're going to get ready for school. No, I'm not. He finishes it by going, "You can all go to hell." Like you're meant to be the top baby face. Imagine telling Sean Michaels this. So it's, you're not getting over as a face. Yeah. So don't worry. We'll put you as a tweener. So who's going to replace me as number one babyface? That doesn't matter. No, no, no. Who's going to replace me as number one babyface? Jim Knight. Oh, don't bullshit me. Who's doing it? Del Wilkes. No, no, don't bullshit me. Who's doing it? <laughs> no, that uh... time. Del... <laughs> um, the Sheik. Yeah, fucking A. Where's Rocky? Where is Rocky? He's not been on the show for a minute. No. Yeah. Well, we know where he's going. So, Has he still got the IC belt? Um, I've not seen it. Let me look at my notes. So I wrote down who the champions were. Bear with Owen. Cora. Did Owen drop it to Rock? Who did Owen drop it to? He just dropped. Oh no! Of course, Austin. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, because he, he dropped literally it just won it on the last episode. Yeah, so yeah, memorable sure. because no one yeah. remembers the title win other than dropping the belt. Of course, the next his neck. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So. Sean Marks is a piece of shit. A year and a half, we've been building and convincing Brett to be a heel, even though he's like top babyface over as fuck WrestleMania 12, right? Yep. And you're like, well, why are we doing this? Oh, we're going to make Sean top babyface and the financial stuff and everything else. Come August of 97, imagine putting yourself in Bret Hart's shoes. All the shit you've been through with this cunt. And he's now coming out on TV and burying himself to the fans. Exactly. He's gone the whole, how else can I fuck with Brett? Brett's the top heel. No, I'm the top heel now. Yeah. Brett's nothing. And he's just dick housery behavior. It's unbelievably bad. Yeah. Like it's. I don't think Sean's honestly got a leg to stand on. Like We tried... I say we try to be relatively open-minded. We really didn't. We're massive Brett Marks. Yeah. But we've been looking out for bits that I've, I've mentioned them on the pod. Sean's done some good shit. It's been very... It's mainly Brett's done between. bad shit rather than Sean's done good shit. Yeah. And there's bit. There's like one moment where really Brett could... Sean could be pissed off. Where Brett went too long and like, you know, they cut him off yeah. before Sean got his moment. Well, the super kick in the wheelchair. Et cetera, yeah. et cetera. But like, Leading into Survivor Series, and especially what what's about to happen to Bulldog at the next show, mm. yeah, you can see 
why Brett wasn't so keen. Yeah. I'm not sure this entire story has ever been told this way. It's usually, oh, but Brett did a bunch of fucked up stuff. Sean did a bunch. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> Brett's done a lot of good for Sean yeah, and tried to make himself heal. But and he's not there. Entire fucking career yeah. for Sean's purpose. And the moment it goes wrong for Sean, Sean's like, I'm going to have that spot. Fuck you. <laughs> Yoink. Yeah, it's fucked up, man. Piece of shit. But that's why we're doing this run. Yeah. Because who was right? Who was wrong? Well, we knew it was Brett from day one. But we're now like five, six shows away from getting to Survivor Series and the screw job. What has Brett done wrong? He's yeah. done, I've been given this. I've made Austin a star in the by doing it as yeah, well. Absolutely. I've wrestled. I've had great matches with Sid I'm, and Vader. I'm getting Del Wilkes over. Yeah, <laughs> Del Wilkes is going to be a main event at Ground Zero. It's fucking insanity. Unless they put Taker Michaels on last at Ground Zero. I bet they fucking did. Find out. I when I look at when I did. research it for podcasting. Of but course, you know, we're, yeah. we're off to Birmingham. But this is this is bullshit. It's absolutely bullshit. Can, right, so the one thing that everyone always fucking said and always says to this day is right, Brett's the better wrestler, but Sean's promos. Sean's promos are so great. He's the best talker the industry has ever seen. His athleticism is incredible. What fucking promos? No. Every single fucking promo he's got on this run has been shit. There's no, no nothing he's been said. The, the the best moment, as you said, was off camera when he super kicked Brett into the wheelchair. Yeah, sure. The shitty little poolside brawl with Sid and everything leading into that. Uh-huh. That was funny, but not there. The only bits we found entertaining from Sean are when he's being a cunt. But he's it, wrestling Sid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, I've lost my smile. Because we get to shit on him about it. Because yeah. he's been such a twat. Like, there's almost no redeeming quality about Sean at all at this time period. It's almost like, again, like everyone has this like, big old fancy, like, oh, DX is the greatest faction of all time. It lasted seven months. Yeah, it's very, very short. I, I will say, I'm really looking forward to when it happens because I yeah. want Sean to do something and have Triple H kind of, like, you know, leashing him a little bit. I've been in a Brit rest faction longer than DX. Yeah, fucking A, man. TNA and WCW lasted way longer than DX, yeah. you know? Obviously, they have the latter stuff, but the original threes and, like... The American males lasted longer yeah. than DX. Fucking A, man. Uh, so there's a dong, blackout, Taker comes Wait out. Wait a minute, what? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay. A. Uh, Taker gets in the ring and Sean's legged it. Of course. Of course he has. Chicken shit heel. Vince back in the ring to have another chat, this time with Undertaker. Taker tells us he's been doing too much talking. Yep. No shit. And continues to talk. (laughs) (laughs) Taker wants to get back to taking souls. Uh, Not talking souls. I was like, almost. (laughs) As opposed to Lawler, who's too busy taking... Sherry's young souls. Uh, uh, Taker also talks about people paying for their crimes, like Brett did at the beginning of the show. No idea what the fuck he was saying either. Always important to pay your debts. Mm. I still, I saw this on um, online, and it was just a picture of Undertaker and a picture of IRS, and they said, "So much money left on the table of this tag team: death and taxes." (laughs) Yeah, nice. I like that. Uh, Should I change my name to Death something so we can do that? Gimmick? Probably not worth it. <laughs> uh, do they know something we don't about Lawler, maybe? As you quickly mentioned, death. Yes. And it seems a bit... You know, what I really hate about Brit Rest is when wrestlers pretend they've got an affliction to a recently passed rest who's 36 and cut promos holding a lantern, claiming 
their we are one oh. and doing shit like that. I think that's pretty bad taste, my viewpoint. Throw a name at me, maybe? Meathead. Oh, okay, fair enough. Because now he's back as a coach in a local oh. wrestling thing, which is good on him. I just okay. think that... Was it a tribute rather than a stealing? It's not a case of stealing. I just think it doesn't. it's not necessary in, with respect, shitty little Brit rest to go... Oh, I've got a lantern now, which I've never held a lantern before. Yeah. I just think... Don't worry about it. No, Sorry. it's not right. Okay, cool. That'd be like me going, oh, I've um, follow the buzzards. I'm Tex Williams. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm uh, going to go and meet his wife now because I want to make sure and give her a tribute. <laughs> I'm so lost. Uh, Taker is interrupted by a shouty Paul Bearer. I was with Kane last night. <laughs> he's ready. <laughs> Cock locked and ready he's, to rock. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. That's yes. got to be. That's yes. got to be. That's got to be. This Kane. is his promo. Oh, it's fucking brilliant. Uh, Take it just kind of stands there and goes, yeah, and then wanders to the back. But I'm also wrestling Sean. <laughs> but... The lights turn from gloomy purple to gloomy red. Ooh. Bah, bah, bah. Foreshadowing. Hey, I like the fact that they've been on this for a very long time. It's kind of subtle, slow build. Yeah. This needs a reaction, maybe. I don't think so, though. No, so okay. far, because he's had other storylines. So this is where, Ooh. in fairness to the Russo era, where you've got overlapping storylines. It's always been, oh, you're wrestling blank. I know your secret. Yeah. No, sure. Sean, don't worry. Not yours. I know your secret, Undertaker. Yeah. And Unsafe's going, mm, don't say anything about it. Just <laughs> killed my family. Other long debut builds that you really, really enjoyed. Glacier. <laughs> Actually, yeah. That was a really fun run. I'm so happy we got to see him. Emmalina. <laughs> I don't, oh yeah, fuck that one on for ages. And Fandango. <laughs> Did Fandango go on for ages? Yeah, and then debuted at Mania against Jericho. I remember that. I remember how fucking amazing it was. I really, really love Jericho's uh, shoot where he's explaining that story. Yeah. And Vince coming to him and being like, this is the guy you've got to go over. And he's like, fine. And has the best match of the night. Yeah. <laughs> so what's his gimmick, Vince? He's a dancer. Fuck me. Sure. Uh, long build up to debut is my favorite, in all seriousness, Jericho. Yeah, the Millennium, Millennium Countdown. Countdown. Yeah, yeah, really, really fun. And even then, when they did the Savers promos, yeah. it wasn't as it was it wasn't as you good. knew exactly who it was from the very first second because they'd done the previous thing. I suppose the other one, which again was was when Undertaker came back and they had like all the uh, the outbuilding, the weird like in the forest stuff because that's when people were like, oh my god, they signed Sting, they signed Sting, and Undertaker who came back with his Johnny Cash um, oh, entrance one. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Any other standouts? I mean, Jericho's the most obvious one. Yeah. A uh, Baracus. Baracus. <laughs> we'll see how many promos he gets if he ever gets a match. But that's the thing. I, I, and, and Razor for his promos. Oh, yeah, of course. It. Those are less slow build and more just like, here's the character. And then they- It was re- like teasers, you know what yeah. I mean? It was just like, bang, here's Razor Ramon. And then they semi-recycled that with Carlito. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, he debuted. But yeah, I think they, they almost tried to do it with Kofi, but like a Jamaican variation, but it didn't really work. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I suppose as well. Then if you look like for WCW, like that the tease of I've got a friend. Yeah. Well, that's not really a debut, is it? Yeah. 
Who are you referencing? Well, they had the, uh, I'm going to bring my big friend when he brought Kevin Nash in. So Scott Hall came in. Oh, WCW. Yeah. Sorry, I missed that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Ahmed Johnson versus Chains. Oh, Ahmed Johnson. Would have been a great build-up. Los <laughs> Bariquas are coming. Sure. Sarge is backstage uh, talking with a doctor. Uh, this is completely alien from the match. They just announced the match and started. And then, yeah, this. Um, I'm not sure this is actually a doctor. Because <laughs> he's dressed like a homeless crocodile hunter. <laughs> <laughs> What is Steve Kern doing there as Skinner? <laughs> yeah, fucking A. Uh, they're also sitting knee to knee in the corner of a dressing room. It's a bit weird. Well, know your place. Don't drip your chicken meat in it like the Miz did in Benoit's bag and get beaten sure. up. Uh, yeah, um, uh, Austin has spinal shock syndrome, so should not wrestle tonight. Medical opinion. By the way, there's a race war going on in the ring. Let's go back to it. <laughs> Sarge, again. Sticking white his... privilege. That's yeah. what that is. We care more about the medical of a white man than the gang warfare going on in the ring. Yeah, I mean, this is probably the most consistent story we've been telling all night. Especially with natural-born racists, the Harris brothers. I mean, legitimately. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, Sarge is back out, sticking his chin in everyone's business. <laughs> um, that's a DX joke. I shouldn't have sold that, but anyway. Um Blah, blah, blah. The bell rings for this match and immediately the crowd go, EC Dub, EC Dub, which tells you everything you need to know. Ahmed does the shittiest Mishinoku drivers I've ever seen. Always three. Three times. (laughs) He does three. That's why he doesn't concern it because he says, but Tucker would have gone, oh, Mr. Johnson, um, it's always three. As in, so I'm trying to protect it. Ahmed Johnson's gone, Right, brother. Three Mishinoku drivers. Always three in a row. Thing is that he's trying to do a sit-out scoop slam. Yeah. But he's dropping chains on his fucking head over and over again. And every single time he does it, Chains sits up and goes, oh, for fuck's sake, towards the hard cam. And poor Chains, because Armour John's probably going, I'm going to kill these racist fuckers. And Chains is like, I was fake Undertaker. I'm not the Harris brothers. I'm not the one with the SS tattoos. Leave me alone. (laughs) I'm just a guy who looked a little bit like the Undertaker. Yeah, fucking A. Las Borocola does uh, head out to the ring and sit on Chains' bike. Savio gives it a brum, brum, brum. Uh, DOA has run back out to ringside as Ahmed wins the match or something. Uh, Here comes the nation of domination. Race war internal race war yeah sure so the doa surround the ring and the nation of domination do their black power fist thing i always knew that the shield stole that off of someone <laughs> stole it off the doa <laughs> but farouk yep delo and Kalma turn around and they beat the shit out of ahmed johnson bloody racist he whips him with a belt what a weird segue out of a race war to have five black, three black guys be up another black guy while the racists stand around the, ins- uh, the outside of the ring. And then just kind of wander off as the guys beat each other up. Because Vince is like, Harris boys, this is how it's done. Yes. You don't need, trust me boys, you don't need those tattoos on TV. I'll sort it for you. <laughs> Brian Adams' days are numbered. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brian, get the tattoo or you're gone. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, man. And so, yeah, they've kicked Ahmed out of the nation. Good. Because Mishinuku Driver is always three, not always three of them. And that was a final straw for me. Yeah. Not sure. using the Mishinuku Driver. You know how this run of shows was designed to be short of breath? Yep. Really, it's Ahmed and Farouk. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that one, we've got the clicks. 
Imagine that. What do you want us to do with the show? Do you want us to do it on the, the Trisha Mickey, the fingering of doom? Ooh. Or do you want us to do Farouk and Ahmed? Still on the agenda, bro. Seriously, right? I can't fucking wait to do that one. Okay, cool. But yeah, like, if, we, if we'd have put this as like, you know, it's Farouk and Ahmed having the best story throughout the two years we're doing this. But that's the thing. It has been going on for two years. And it's consistent and it's reasonably logical. Yeah. You know, Ahmed's an idiot and tried to join the group that he's been fighting for the last year because he thought they were on his side. But he's too much of a twat. (laughs) They don't want him. And it's, yeah, it's all kind of logical. It makes sense. And remarkably, out of all these groups, the nation are right. Still. We've had fun matches out of it. We've included the Legion of Doom. We've included some Nazis. But their reasoning. Some Barocca jokes. Has never (laughs) been wrong. Yeah, Absolutely. I want to be. I want. I need this group because Vince McMahon doesn't want a black WWF champion. Mm-hmm. I'm therefore going to fight for the WWF champion, and I'm going to fight for the rights of of black people. And the people who are supporting me aren't my black people, yeah. so I will replace them with people I think are more reliable. Yeah, you know, it's it's a great fucking story. And then we ruin it by sending them off to join the Ministry of Darkness. Yeah, it's every time they get in the ring, it's like eh. <laughs> as well. But then, but then he also has the pivotal moment. Mm. We talk about Bret Hart, and obviously we talk about the Bret and Sean thing. But that led to Bret and Austin change the business. Yes, yeah, very much. Which so. has also led to Farouk and Rocky. Yeah, which elevated the Rock when he joined the Nation. Fuck. So after doing this, would have we had the Attitude Era if it wasn't for the Nation of Domination? There is an argument to say this is the most important storyline ever. Correct. <laughs> How are we justifying this? And it's making sense. Because it's true. (laughs) So fucking stupid. Because without the nation, Rocky wouldn't have turned. He would have been a white meat baby face. He would have been fired. Yeah. And if it wasn't for Shawn Michaels being a prick and losing his smile and going home, we would not have had Austin and Brett at 13, which wouldn't have elevated Austin to the next level. Mm. So we never would have had the attitude era. WCW would have still gone bust after WWE went bust. And we wouldn't be here. (laughs) Roll the credits. Let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, fucking A. Uh, so we come back from ads. After all this race-based stuff we have, we come back from the ads. The Godwins are standing in the ring holding up a Confederate flag. Don't go messing with the country boy, country boy, country boy. I have a note here, which I'll just read verbatim, which is, I'm not quite sure what the message the last few minutes of television are trying to tell me why are you asking that <laughs> i've got i tried to work it out uh stick with your own race unless that race is ahmed johnson <laughs> <laughs> so it's the godwins Rio <laughs> godwin and phineas l i godwin i can never remember uh versus the headbangers of mosh and thrasher uh my notes for this match are they did some wrestling that I, I think my thought memory of this match was they did bad wrestling oh yeah they got anti-pops for everything and the Godwins did hurty boy stuff yes roll up on Mosh gets reversed into a cheaty slop drop for the one two three and the Godwins win uh, Henry Godwin grabs the confederate flags and says to the camera these colours don't run I'm like mm, kind of did no but Springsteen was born to run so maybe we should go with that instead <laughs> I love it yeah, yeah they lost so they definitely ran away they ran the, the entire distance of the american ghost <laughs> moving on uh marlena yes that is the right name and a wasted gold dust sit at ringside for a pillman's got a dress i mean there's the gimmick that's what people stayed around for two hours of raw do you get what i just did pillman's got a dress because he's not got a gun he's got a dress he's got a dress <laughs> <laughs> sorry 
again, where's my big pop? <laughs> For my wittiness. I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, it's a beautiful dress. Nice and gold. Matches the gimmick. It's beautiful and sparkly. But gold dust, not in as much character as he was at ringside. No, he's just fucked up every single week. It's, now. it's embarrassing. Now I'm showing my human side. I don't need to put the face paint on. Yeah. Or if I have put the face paint on, what I've done is this going, oh, I'm going to be sick. Bleah. He looks like oh, a magical sick. zebra sick. <laughs> magical zebra. He's gold and sparkly with a zebra face on his head. It's fucking awful. I'm from the specialist zoo in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Two Marlenas. Uh, Bob. <laughs> Bob. Uh, so the match is Bob Holly versus Brian Pillman, but Bob Holly may as well not be here. Because Pillman sticks his head through the curtains. <laughs> So the crowd go, oh, <laughs> and then he goes, I'm not doing this and hides behind the curtains, which makes Sarge chuck Brian Pillman out through the curtains. Did the massive pop. If he's doing a drinking game for the Brian, for the Sergeant Slaughter appearance, you're now dead. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's in every segment. Yeah. How fucking great is Brian Pillman? Sold it perfectly. Holy shit, man. This is so funny. He's half like rolling down the ring in the dress, like embarrassed, really putting it over. He slides in the ring and is just like taking his anger out on Bob Holly. He's like, fuck you. It's fucking right. So, bounce yeah, on song, bullied Bob Holly. Uh, Pillman jumps spark plug. Pillman is wearing a dress, but the real story here is what he's wearing under the dress. Massive pants. <laughs> Not massive pants. They're <laughs> very small pants. Skimpy, skimpy. Skimpy. I believe they would call it, call it a tea bag. He's got two very big things in those pants, which are just kind of like every single time the camera goes anywhere. It's, imp- it's a buoyancy aid in case you fall in water. <laughs> like he's all balls. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, look at him. He's all cock and no balls. No, I think you're fine. I'm all balls and no cock. Like it, eh? Um, uh, not that I'm judging the size of dead man's cock, but this is what the, what, the Undertaker's cock. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's got rigor mortis at this stage. He's a dead man. <laughs> so uh, to explain, uh, Pillman's dress is rather short and he's wearing white ladies underwear, which do not hold him in entirely. But it's funny because Vince finds balls funny. Oh, so, this is hilarious. I'm yeah. sorry, but like this is the one bit of the show. I was like, this is great. <laughs> uh, JR, I don't know if you caught this because he does it like JR does. He just says it in a verbatim of yeah. like... That's not what I'm looking for. He says it in kind of like a, a drawl of like 20 different sentences. But he sneaks in a, he's in the nut house. <laughs> <laughs> I did not catch that. It's great. <laughs> yeah, Jay, there's a few of those on this. But yeah. yeah. That one. Uh, Goldust and Marlena distract Pillman with a bra at ringside because everyone gets distracted by just like swinging a bra around. I mean, we've all been there. Fucking A. Leading to, it's not even a very like good looking bra. It's like, you know, Sunday evening on the sofa type bra, you know? I didn't realize you had a... I do. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, is Matt really prepared for this? <laughs> is this why it's taken him three years to come back on the pod? The thing is, uh, he messaged, I messaged him being like, you're going to come on the pod type thing. Uh, and he messaged me being like, uh, I, I can't remember the exact wording he used, but it's like, oh yeah, it's a really great show. Like the Birmingham one, because yeah. I think he has some connection to it. I can't remember what, but that'll be on the pod next week. And in my head, I went, it's fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. You gar- I guarantee you what's actually happened is he's yeah. read that message, hasn't read it and gone, great show. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and, and then next week, you're going to message him on Monday and go, are you coming for the uh, for the pods? And he'll go, what have I agreed what to? Pod? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, uh, Bob Holly wins. I haven't listened to your podcast for three years since I was last on it. What's happened? (laughs) Uh, Listenership has decreased substantially, Matthew. (laughs) It's actually not too bad. No, it's all right, isn't it? Because we've been consistent with the longest running episodic podcast. Five weeks in a row. (laughs) 
Uh, Bob Holly wins because Pillman got counted out because bras. I mean, again, I'm very easily distracted by a Sunday night hanger on the sofa bra. Yeah, very much so. Um, can we do, can we sell those on Amazon? Is that a gimmick we can make? I'm pretty sure you can buy those on Amazon already. I mean, Paige is you can buy her gimmick from other websites. Oh yes, took me a second. The Union Jacket. I thought is she actually no, but like not not voluntarily. No, yeah. no uh, replicas. Yeah, if she was voluntarily, I'd probably be in on that. To be totally honest, <laughs> you know, it's what it is. So uh, it was Maddox. How long of a gap do I leave? <laughs> <laughs> to be okay. <laughs> On the way back. Um, oh, well, that's it. Sorry, I've lost myself. So Pillman's on the way back and he gets a sneaky little up shirt, up skirt shot. Great camera work. Consistency is key. The cameraman knows. The producers go, skirt, up skirt, go. He's literally doing the beautiful people's gimmick. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> I love to see it like Angeline love to shoot in and go, when I saw Pillman, let the pigeons loose. That's what me and Velvet Sky were like, we've got to do this. Inspirational. <laughs> um, so it's no longer Owen versus Austin. Uh, it's now Owen versus Dude Love. And I'm like, did you maybe want to explain that on your wrestling show at any point? Because Dude Love and Austin are tag team champions. Oh, I keep forgetting that. So that's why. He's stepping in for his tag partner, Austin. Yeah, just maybe just mention it before you just announce the match, you know? Is that I'm, too much to ask? No, I'm pretty sure they did do something on this show. Okay. I'm pretty sure there was something where Dude Love was like, you know, I'm summoning. in. Okay. And Austin was like, fuck off. Oh, maybe I just missed it. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. It's time for your main event of the evening. Dude Love versus Owen Hart. What a delightful finish to this show. Mm. Two lovely wrestlers. Two very nice people. Yeah. From a sentimental standpoint, I can imagine that for Owen... Probably a nice, easy night. And yeah, for Mick, probably an absolute delight to work a main event with Owen. Oh, I imagine you're either one of those people, you hear that, you'd be like, oh, thank God. And then you'd also be fucked off when you go, you've got three minutes, yeah. and it's going to be a clusterfuck. Mm-hmm. So, come back from ads, and Brett is out of the commentary position. Vince is harassing Brett, because Brett's babyface, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can do anything now, can you? You can invite yourself on the commentary, can you? Me, 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 me. And Sarge is just like sticking his chin in, being like, yeah, me too, fucking cunt. <laughs> you see my boy Dell backstage? <laughs> we're, to, we're up to Upton Park. Where are we doing Sarge? It's like, grumpy old like geezer, like he's an old man now. When I, <laughs> when I used to do the polls, I won £10. And £10 in those days got you a lot of money on the polls. <laughs> I could deal with them. Uh, oh, I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw the nation. <laughs> yeah, that's about where I put it. When I saw the nation. <laughs> oh, God. West Ham used to be lovely. Anyway, so now go to fucking Olympic Stadium now. Karen Brady, all tits, no arse. Brad takes a quick quick shot at Sean because of course he does uh, the headsets tonight are not great um, almost as bad as Red Pro but not quite <laughs> uh, Foley has a tag belt uh, then Brett calls the IC belt yep I got confused because I forgot that he was a tag team champion I thought he was currently the IC champ and then I was like oh no but that was the other match then wait like, oh, when you say so he's confusing. got a tag belt from memory because obviously I watched it a couple of weeks ago did he bring out the IC belt because he's defending it on Austin's behalf no no, it was a tag strap. He just had the tag belt and Brett oh, well, calls okay. it the IC belt. Doesn't matter. Um, and they cut to two women at ringside and I'm like, is that Mick's wife? Is this the episode where they do the thing? 
you know the do love rats gimmick where the two girls at ringside with the hearts in their chests and stuff oh okay do you know the story no okay I'll, I'll tell the story because it's really it's nothing uh really so, <laughs> <laughs> basically there's two girls at ringside who are like big dude love fans yeah. or whatever and at the end of this match when dude love wins um they jump in the ring and one of them literally runs at mick and like crotches him <laughs> jumps on him starts like licking him and kissing him and stuff and that's mick's wife oh nice yeah sure so that's like the famous gimmick is they're like who would do that to mick and it's like this gorgeous big breasted woman like yeah Good that's thing the other lady didn't go over the barricade first they were in divorce fucking eggs that's the moment like so there's a moment where she's mounting they're basically fucking in the ring practically they're dry humping like crazy and there's other women standing there going ah, what's happening i'm so confused sonny would be like can i get involved pretty much As can they, I have get to, they, have, they have to convince the other girls like pretend that she's also kind of like yeah. this join in it's join like, in these two are married <laughs> like, you know yeah it's funny so yeah um and Mick has a huge bruise in his arm from the cage match last night. Austin's watching a monitor in the back. Um, side on. Uh, he is side on slightly. It's yeah. kind of over his shoulder. It's not so bad, but like, yeah, it's what it is. Um, the, the crowd, just the air has completely gone out of them by this point. Like, well, like they've just care. had Sergeant Slaughter promo, Sergeant Slaughter promo, three-minute match. Yeah, and they they've were told, just watched Pillman wear a skirt, and that was funny, and he's wrestled Bob Holly. Yeah, they were told all night, you're going to see Austin versus Owen. Yeah. And then they didn't. Not great. Yeah. Um, Brett and Vince go back and forth on commentary about the finish of SummerSlam. I outmaneuvered Taker. What move did you beat him with? I beat the odds, etc. etc. Uh, it's it's fine. It's not about the main event though. It's about no. Brett. Uh, it takes an Owen top rope drop kick to get the crowd back into it for a moment. Ooh. Which is immediately squashed by Bulldog coming out to distract Sarge so Brett can throw Foley into the ring post. Uh, Owen locks in the sharpshooter. Uh, but here comes Austin, who walks through Slaughter. She just like Slaughter's like non-existent now, apparently. Well, exactly. He's run out of all his authority points. Yeah. Austin grabs the slammy off the desk, which is on the commentary position, which Owen does this and shows you the two slammies yep. deliberately being put on the commentary position to be like, this is the spot. <laughs> Great is job. Uh, but Austin comes out later in the match, grabs the slammies. Everyone's kind of distracted. So Austin smacks Owen over the head right in front of the referee. <laughs> No rules. No rules. Uh-huh. Uh, Dude Love covers Owen for the one, two, three, and Dude Love beats Owen Hart. Continuation of story. Again, we've got continuation of Owen and Austin. You've still got the Owen involved in kind Brett. Of, well, because yeah. he, he cost Owen the match. I think it's recovery rather than continuation. It's oh, well, just, yeah. Yeah, trying to make the best out of a really shit situation. I wonder if the plan was, had it not continued to go very well, we'd have Austin and Dude Love against the Heart Foundation for the tag straps. I imagine that's where it would go, yeah. and then like probably Austin and Foley would break down at some point. Yeah, and then it'd be Austin Dude. versus Dude Love. Yeah, but to get him over. away and put him exactly. On. Yeah. yeah, again for WrestleMania 14 against yeah. Sean, potentially Brett, whoever was been around here. Yeah. So, uh the episode of Raw itself was absolute dog shit. Oh, it was by far one of the worst episodes I've ever seen of this period, for sure. But this Shawn Michaels promo is anything as just validation of everything that we've said on this series so far. Yeah. He's a self-centered, at this stage, I'm not denying the lovely, God-fearing Christian man that he is now would do that in modern time other than Killing Bob Wagner. I'll get that one in again. Sure. But he's deliberately fucking with Brett. Big time. It's not even a case of I'm doing it so mm. I can get myself a better position on the card. Brett's got that. I'm going to do that now. Brett's top baby face. 
going to be a top babyface. Brett's now a big heel. I'm a big heel. Brett's huge in Canada. I want to be the biggest wrestler in Canada, so I'm going to win the belt in Montreal. Mm, yeah. But it shows you now why Brett is at breaking point and is now going to essentially, despite saying, I will do the, the honours, I'll put you, the belt on you. Yeah. You could tell why he's not going to do it in his home, no, in, in Canada. 100%. After yeah. all this, they've got, they haven't got themselves to blame. Yeah. Why would your baby face established, sorry, a heel established over a year and a half put the other main heel over in the main event? It's pointless. It makes no fucking sense. But we're off to Birmingham, England next. We are. Birmingham. <laughs> Birmingham, Alabama, England. Sure. Uh, by the way, two conflicts? Maybe a one? I mean, I'll be honest with you. The Nitro show was three hours and it was shit. And it was better than this episode of Raw. Yeah. So me. I'm one cornflake in this. Because there's not even a moment that I go... I mean, other than Pillman, facial expression being pushed out of a curtain. Yeah. That is the top level of this fucking match. Seeing Foley and um, Owen wrestle a little bit is good. I said the drop kick was very nice off the top rope, but nothing other than things that angered me happened on this show. And I also think this is, it was cursed a little bit because leading into that, when we last watched that episode, I think we we're on a run of, we'd had things like Forbidden Door. We'd had a WW, we'd have um, whatever. We had Money in the Bank as well. It was quite good. Mm-hmm. And I watched this show as well, and it's like all. The, I mean, the wrestling on this run is shit, but it was even shitter than normal. So yeah, I'm one cornflaking for this. There's no good things that I could even go back and go. You know what's funny? Go and watch this match. No, there was gang wars and Jerry Lawler's mildly one comment that was quite funny yeah. about the braille. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's weird in the through all its flaws of the last year and a half where we've watched, at least the characters are consistent. And like the platform from A to B in terms of stories and such is generally pretty good. Yeah. Now we're just going, well, Ahmed's top babyface really over. Oh, we'll put him with the nation. I saw my phone go there as well. Yeah, I was going to say, grab it before it fell. Grab my thigh, boy. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and so you see what I mean? It's people flip-flopping. Sean's the same. I don't know what they're doing with Foley at the moment. That's very confusing. Is he just do love now? Is that what we're doing? Well, now? he died off and he started tapping his foot at the pay-per-view. Sure. But you know what I mean? It's, it's just like there's so many elements on the show where I'm like, is, is Brian Pillman meant to be entertaining? And is Goldust a heel? Is he not? Is, is he androgynous? Is he just daddy Goldust now or something? It's, it's, uh, I don't quite get what we're doing. And it feels like uh, Vince is panicking a bit. Well, yeah, because and they were trying to counter program Nitro 100. Yeah, so What's they that thought. Noise? Do you hear it? No. A loud squeaking. Maybe a rat. I wonder if that'll be on the podcast. Anyway, go on. Sorry, that's much I thought. I'm now thinking, <laughs> what's supposed to be squeaking? Oh my goodness, ADHD. It's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, so hopefully Birmingham will be at least interesting. Yeah. Have you seen the show before? Don't recall it. Okay, I own the VHS. Ooh. So I'm going to try and find a VHS player. <laughs> Do you have one? No. Okay, so I'm gonna, I think I have an old VHS player. I'm going to try and watch the old VHS. For this I must not get confused because UK Rampage was the front cover was Bulldog doing an arm drag on the uh-huh. front cover of it. So I can't remember. I think like, because this, was, this wasn't UK Rampage, was it? This is one night only or one yeah, night. Yeah, it's, it's in your wait, house. One night only wait, or something. Wait, is this the one with Jackie's 
titties. No, that's Capital Carnage. Well, I don't want to watch this one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So you've never seen Bulldog and Sean in the main? No. Okay, cool. Awesome. I'm really looking forward to showing you this show then because I kind of love and hate it at the same time. So it'll be good. And it's on the network? Uh, I fucking hope so. (laughs) (laughs) It should be. It's a WWE pay-per-view. Yeah, and and if not, as I've done since I ended my fight subscription since February. I've always watched Dynamite every week. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, absolutely. I'll be able to find it for you either way. Yeah, it'll be fine. Easy right, peasy. Cool, cool. Awesome. Right, so thank you, everyone, for listening. It's lovely to be so consistent with our podcast five weeks in a row. Consistency is key. <laughs> and in fairness, the listener would have been so busy with so much wrestling and pay-per-view and all the news. Yeah. It would have been rude and inconsiderate of us to give two and a bit hours of of their time to listen to this you know we're sensible we're considerate podcasters buy our shit on amazon.co.uk because there's a new vampire team and i need to buy dice fucking hell let's go bye everyone oh should we do our socials oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what's our instagram travel lodge live on instagram that seems to be the only platform people care about and threads uh, yeah, Threads, which is completely dead by all, all, all counts. Um, I'm at Bearded Lucha on X. Cool. I'm at Fanboy Rich. And you can see my work nowhere because now I sit in a legal team. I don't want you to. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Bye, everyone. We'll see you next Bye. week. Bye. The wrestlers will perform for you tonight. And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. We're tough. We can take it, baby. You got to penetrate in the back, in the back, baby. Oh, I can see what you're talking. Wait just a minute. Oh! And I don't pose too well for uh, girly books. This is bullshit! My name is Piss. <laughs>